Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 234 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and uh, temporarily Damon. Very temporarily. <laughs> I'm going to go on record and say that Tom cannot truly be a New York Giants fan if he's going to schedule the podcast during the first game with the Giants Dallas. To be fair, it was night. the only time it could be done. Hey, listen, dude. A fan's a fan, I feel like, man. <laughs> but, all right. So, so listen. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Football's a thing. <laughs> Being a fan no, is listen, a fan. Listen, I, I get that, Either but I mean, fan, literally, there was, fan, it was man. either that, it was either now or no podcast this week, so. No, dude, we would have made it work another time. Anyway, that all being said, I am here to go over the important news with my opinion, and then these guys can tell you, I guess, their opinion after the fact. So. Skipping everything else. All right. So let's see. Right into the meat. You're just skipping everything and going to everything. Going right to the meat. I mean, I think the the luminous, the symphony of us, I I don't think I, man, it sounds cool, but I, again, like I'm just not a nighttime entertainment sort of person. So I don't think I, nah, I don't really think I care about that. So the the figment beginning to greet guests at Epcot, you know, like it's okay, but. What I think is happening is, is that, so this is, you know, starting at Epcot again. I, I think the problem is they're making too big of a deal about this. Like, okay, so what? Like, I mean, I like Figment and that's great. But again, like they're making a big deal. Like this is some huge thing. It's, Did you see the lines I mean, today, David? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. Like it doesn't matter. It's, it's There was apparently you know, like a five hour line today. <laughs> there there can be, but that's not going to continue to last. And, no, no, and again, no. those people, uh, what are you doing with those pictures? They're, they're, you're I, not I doing anything with them, man. Character no. pictures, man. So like, I mean, even if you're into character pictures, th- this is this is nothing. It's it's a character. So what? Like, I like that it's Figment, but dude, dude it's not that big of a deal. Um, the Celebration Network at Epcot opening is nice, right? Finally, we'll get everything down. I think it's going to make Epcot look like it should. Yeah, uh, like it, it should have back, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> Those walls have been up so much; it almost feels like that's Epcot, honestly. Yeah, but, so, yeah. Epcot's the park of walls right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So with all that done, I think it will be nice. But again, there, there's nothing. It's not like that's a big deal. I mean, the the Moana stuff, the Journey of Water, you know, kind of being in that area is cool. But that is a little bit different. Like again, these are two line items, and, and again, it's really one line item for me: the Journey of Water. I think it's going to be really neat. I think it's going to be great where it's located, you know, being able to walk through it. It's not a ride, but it's okay. Like I'm, I like water, right? So I, I like that. I, it doesn't fit there for me. It just doesn't fit in Epcot. But that that aside, I'm okay with that. But he, here's the interesting piece for me. Test track being reimagined. I like that because yeah. I love the original test track. And I was kind of like... Eh, on the, the newer one, listen, that I just like that OG one. So if they're taking inspiration from that to make the new iteration of Test Track, that's wonderful. I well, like going that. To, before even Test Track, though. They're going back to World of Motion, which was not a fast ride. Yeah. Right? But again, it's still the, the rides. It, it's still the ride is the ride. So sure. Yeah. You know, this is all 
sounds interesting, but it is not what is needed right now in terms of, this is not competing with anything that's happening in the rest of Florida. So, well, I, country, I don't think they're, tr- I don't think they were trying to with any of these announcements. Like, I don't, I don't think but that then they, when are they going to that park's going to be open in, in sooner rather than later. They, just, and they have nothing going on. I mean, they just aren't ready to, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but so let's see, we have country bear jamboree. I mean, that's, I haven't seen it in a long time either. So I get it. Like the nostalgia factor makes me sad, but at the end of the day, that's fine that it's changing because no one was going to it. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's not getting a full removal and read. No. Right? Like that's, yeah. That's probably the that's, best that's case plus. scenario. Yeah, yeah. That's the best case scenario is right. Cause Absolutely. the other, I mean, cause you remember a couple of years ago, there was a rumor they were going to replace it with like a toy story show or something. Yeah. So, I mean, this is from the nostalgia factor. That's you're right. That's probably the best they could do, but okay, cool. This hatbot ghost is just like, dude, who cares? Like it <laughs> has been like, this is not an announcement. Like this, ghost show, <laughs> like this is dumb. Like I, I have no, it, I don't know. I'm disappointed in, in the announcements. Like they're, they're making this like, this is such a big deal. This is all stuff, you know, they've been hinting at, or we knew about, or we heard about before. The only thing in here in this little section that you're talking about that's of interest is this Caribbean themed lounge coming to Adventureland, right? That's going to kind of carry on that Pirates of the Caribbean ride almost being this themed lounge. That I like. I think that's a really cool idea. I don't know what's going to be in there. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's going to be alcohol, right? Which is fine. Like, No, cool. it's a bar. It's a bar. But I don't know if there's going to be alcohol. Well, it can't be a bar and I mean, not be alcohol. Have alcohol. Of course it can't be. <laughs> They'll have the rum. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it, will, it will be interesting because there is no other alcohol there, right? I'm pretty sure there's going to be alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I, that's no, how Magic There is Kingdom. no alcohol in Magic Kingdom, is there? Or is there now? There uh, is it's, now. Been, it's been slowly creeping its way in. Yeah, like, so, like, so, you can get it at restaurants and stuff, like. Uh, I mean, so, it, it's going to be interesting because, in theory, if this is, right, a Pirates-themed lounge, it should be rowdy and crazy. So I'm yeah. curious to see what ends up happening there. Uh, let's see. To, to your point, sure. though, it does say Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean theme lounge. It doesn't say bars. It's lounge, yeah. which is is very ambiguous, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then unveils future projects. Yeah, I don't think they did, right? So I, they say that in surprises. Okay. So Ahsoka. Okay, fine. Okay. But again, you're just, it's not like, well, what are we getting there? Okay. So we're getting her as part of Star Tours. Okay, no new ride, no nothing, just a new character. Okay, fine. Um, Disney California Adventure Park don't care, even though that does look kind of cool. Like, the vehicle does look kind of neat, I will say. But Uh, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a new ride? That's what I'm wondering, yeah. (laughs) We we don't know what it's going to be a new ride. Oh, Disney Signature Experience. Uh, Cruise Line, okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I want to go to Lookout Key, but... It just it's so expensive, man. Like the Disney cruises are just so expensive. So this blue sky look at what's possible and dreaming big at Disney parks future. Like they're talking about things, right? Imagineers are looking to tell stories beyond Big Thunder Mountain, Simmerlands. Like and but but what? More details will come in the future. That means nothing. That's just pah, right? So a new show based on Zootopia and the Tree of Life. This one hurts. This oh, one really? hurts. A this little one bit. hurts for you. Yeah, really? I mean, I love I love Bugs right like in terms really? of not okay. the not the movie but i like that show. experience and the show yep um so that hurts a little bit i mean i'm not a zootopia person like i just didn't think it was that good i really didn't so whatever to that 
Uh, Reimagined Dino Land. I mean, we knew that was coming. Tropical Americas, I do dig that. Some Encanto stuff. But there's no real announcement here, right? There's like, hey, we may do this. Okay, thanks. Let us know when you actually have some real ideas coming. Um, Indiana Jones for Reimagined Land at Animal Kingdom. Look, I know Trevor loves the ride, and I think I would love the ride. That's just not the spot for it, man. Like, you're at Animal Kingdom. I disagree, but okay. I, I, I disagree too, just the way that they're presenting <laughs> if, if, if it. But we'll Animal talk about Kingdom it. was meant for animals, then why are we getting Indiana Jones when it should be somewhere else? I mean, I again, I think this is just a cheap out because the ride already exists there. I don't think if it, I, I would like things to go back. Like, I think there's things in Epcot that don't necessarily fit with that theme. I mean, they've gone away from what each one of them is. And just kind of throw stuff wherever they want. That's the way I feel. Uh, let's see. Over the next ca- decade, with more projects underway. Yeah, but you have nothing. And soaring over California, we're trying to Epcot. Okay, that's cool. Like, I like that. But again, it's not a new ride. The, the problem is, is that Universal is doing something awesome, and Disney gave us nothing. That's it. I mean, this is nothing. I mean, it's all, like, stuff they should be doing. There's no big announcement here. There's no nothing large enough to feel like besides the little this lounge this lounge i think is pretty cool like i'm not I'm not gonna lie out of this whole thing i think the lounge is good M- maybe this new ride vehicle in you know california adventure park is a big deal but to me it's not so it's tough i, I you know have to recuse myself on that one because I, I don't think that i would be the person for that just based on the fact that the park itself but that may be cool but there's nothing here there, there's nothing here this this was made to be this huge announcement and I just don't think there's anything. I, I see. I, I don't think don't. it was made to be a huge announcement. It's just the panel of I mean, D23. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it was like, D23, yeah. which everyone kind of Wait. assumed. Was. Yeah, but you're saying you're unveiling future projects and surprises. Hmm. I mean, that's that's from that's from Disney themselves, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's I mean, they projects, did. I mean, surprises. test tracks a future project. The that's not a that's like a revamp. Like I don't. Well, yeah, but it's still a, it's still a future project, and we nobody had that yeah. one, you know. Happening. And surprises? What's the surprise? I didn't know about the, the Pirates thing? of the Caribbean. Like, yeah, I didn't I know about surprised the by that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, this is this is nothing in comparison to what Universal is doing. And and listen, I know there's there's arguments that they're catering to a different audience. They're not right. Like they're not. Things are people are going to Florida to amusement parks. That is in the the Venn diagram. That is a big chunk, and this is nothing. Like I would, I mean, unless they announce a new park, it's not going to be the same thing. No, I mean, I, but where is the new? Like again, like I don't even see an announcement of a new ride. I, I hear them talking about what they may do in, you know, Dino Land. Uh, okay, but you've been talking about that forever. So what what have you told us? You haven't really told us anything. I I, I mean, it just so you and, would rather they just said nothing. <laughs> like oh yeah, absolutely. I'd rather they that said makes nothing. no sense. Why wouldn't you and, tease and, stuff? Like I mean. That because your comparison on. of the T's is just so out of scope. Like this is this is not what people are looking for. Like I, I, haven't I would disagree, Damon. Anything? Yeah, they just haven't. It may done not be anything. what you're looking for. No, I mean that's the consensus out there, though. Kind of I mean, listen, they can have a five-hour line for something that is not going to continue. But the general consensus of what I've seen out there is is people are looking for something that maybe isn't going to be a new park, but maybe that there's just something coming to look forward to that maybe has a little bit of like, Hey, this is new. A lot of what they're doing is just revamping rides that already exist, but with no new announcement. Listen, if they put in an Encanto house that, you know, moves and does this and does that. And, you know, that's what goes into 
Dino Land, which I don't know why and what it has to do with animals, but we'll see. Then maybe, but they haven't even said that. Like, if they want to tease something and they know what's coming, why not actually tease something? New experiences inspired by Encanto. Okay. I mean, because it's probably not finalized yet. I mean, I, you know. But then don't because... say anything till it is. What? I'm disappointed in this. This is what I would say. I'm disappointed I, in this. I thought see, I, that I we're going to get something that was actually concrete. With, yeah. With see, I, I think you're just your your expectations are misplaced. I, I, like, I just don't. I was I, not it, expecting them to announce anything huge. I, I was. Well, they haven't really announced too much recently. I mean, again, in terms of like new, new. And I just thought that they were waiting because they're like, hey, we have something up our sleeve for you know what Universal is doing, and it just doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like that. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Not my cup of tea. Um, again, I was looking for something a little bit more concrete. You know, I'll be but, honest, though, too, though, Damon. Like, I mean, outside of the Super Mario stuff, like the rest of the IP they're building at the new Universal Park, I could care less about. Like, sure. And, and there's I, not I, a single I, thing I in that park would, outside of Super Mario that I'm interested in. I mean, the what's the dragon he placed sort of thing? New Harry there's, Potter? Yeah. That's a nothing. That's a nothing franchise. Harry Potter? No, no, no. The dragon, the how to train your dragon thing. I don't know about nothing franchise. Um, I would say at this point it's probably bigger than Indiana Jones. If we're just comparing no, with what we're get seeing out of here. here. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I think you want to read at that because I don't think that's too insane. <laughs> you're, yeah, I don't, you're talking I don't, about an IP that is quite long in the tooth. I don't big IP at all. And then you're talking about an IP with DreamWorks that is probably one of their larger IPs that has spawned kind of a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, it's kind of faded off in the last couple of years, I think, is the problem. Because, like, my kid used to be really big into How to Train Your Dragon. and Sure, but your kid got older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's part of that. It's also... But, but you know, with, with other franchises, though, you, you still see the hype around it. I don't That's see any anything... Like, like, after the last movie, there hasn't really been anything about it. Yeah, I couldn't... There, like, there are... Things that I have not seen that I am aware of just through pop culture and existence in the world. I, I know zero things about how to train your dragon. Not you, I haven't heard a single person why, talk about it. <laughs> why would they though to you? I'm just no, I'm just saying you you pick up things just from like, you know, just you hear things in the world, right? You know, like I didn't see Star Wars for, you know, until my like thirties, but I knew about is, Star Wars. Is still pretty big, I would say. I, I don't think it is. Just, I, just I just being, don't think it's that big be, of a franchise. This is being being in the industry and and, and, yeah. and actually running a kid's website, I can tell you that it's not as small as you would think. It definitely is bigger than Indiana Jones at this point. So no, but, that's that's just crazy to me. Look that's, up the numbers, man. I'm I'm sure that the numbers would um suggest that. Let's say that. Especially with merchandising and things like that. But irrelevant. I would just tell you that with Harry Potter, even by itself, I don't know. This is disappointing to me. I'm going to watch the football game. And that's all I have for that. But <laughs> total disappointment. In I mean, terms do you even care about that done. Harry Potter stuff, though? Like, because it's the other yeah. Harry Potter stuff that all, those movies like bombed. What, what do you, it's the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, but the, I'm just saying that those. Fantastic those, Beast stuff, though. Yeah, the Fantastic Beast stuff just completely bombed. Like, but, but it's the Ministry of Magic. It doesn't really matter what, and I don't think it is Fantastic Beast anymore. I think it's been revamped. It's going to be the Ministry of Magic with uh, Umbridge. So I think that's a little bit different now from what the original plan was. But yeah, you signed me up for the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely in. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Any closing thoughts before you run off to your game, Damon? 
he's already gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's already gone. He's already appreciate gone. that. He just already <laughs> just disappeared without even saying anything else. So, ah, <laughs> uh, man. Okay, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. All right. Well, so let's reset and let's you know. Hi, welcome to the episode, and <laughs> let's start from the beginning. <laughs> By the way, uh, Indiana Jones on the on the uh, is on the uh, highest grossing uh, franchise list, and How to Train Your Dragon is not even on the list. So, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let, we, let, let's <laughs> just just saying. <laughs> yeah, let, let, I, I wasn't going to get into that. Um, <laughs> but okay, why don't we circle back? So, so obviously, David just kind of shared his high level of the. Uh, the D23 announcements, which are going to be the vast majority of the show. So if, if you don't want to hear about D23, um, you know, this isn't the show for you today. We do have questions, though. I mean, you know. <laughs> but yes, we have some listener questions first. So let's go through those and then we'll get into a little more depth into some of these D23 announcements and, you know, really talk about what we think they mean and, you know, what um, I, I disagree with the, the part about, you know, nobody cares about these things because there is definitely people care about different things when it comes to theme parks. And, and I, yeah. you know, to your point, you know, the universal stuff has a certain appeal and that's not for everybody. Yeah. So it works both ways, right? Like it's, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let, let's start with the listener questions and see where we get. <clears throat> All right. All right. So, so Chris, um, Chris says we're, were any of you surprised by anything that came out of that very in-depth CNBC story about Chapek and Iger where the succession went wrong? Um, Did you read it? I, I didn't actually, I was, I started reading it and then I stopped reading it halfway it's a lot. through <laughs> because I got distracted. I'll, I'll admit um, the, from what I understand, it started off that Chapek was thinking or sorry that Iger was thinking that Chapek had the right idea and that uh, the big thing was is that he wasn't he wasn't swayed as much by political and like um you know dealing with different companies like he seemed very just like you know he knew what he needed to do and that was it but it sounds like that kind of backfired is what I gathered from it but I, like I said I didn't read the whole article so yeah, I mean, I, I I did read the whole thing, and and from you know from what I read, I mean, it was surprising in some ways, but it was it was interesting to hear how you know kind of Iger had you know was saying to people like you know he's really good at operations, and he that he mistook he mistook that for being good at leadership, right? And he didn't feel like he was good at leadership, and it also just seemed like there was a lot of internal politics going on and a lot of people that were loyal to Iger, maybe just kind of, you know, backstabbing Chapek behind the scenes. And Chapek did a lot of things that rubbed people the wrong way when he reorganized the company. And um, yeah, I mean, it's the, the whole thing is very interesting, kind of how, uh, you know, he got replaced even like that. That part, I think, was probably the most interesting, interesting part to me where they, yeah, I mean, they had just recently like re- renewed his contract and then, you know, couple mm-hmm. weeks i mean I, I don't know if it was a couple weeks but maybe it's like a couple months later it's like they just get they take them out like and it's just surprising you know um yeah i i don't know it's it is it, I, it was a very interesting article i mean i feel like i knew a lot of it just from reading the news like but yeah you know, it, it wasn't exactly it, secret some of the the feelings 
people yeah. had around the whole thing, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, no, I, I found it to be an interesting article. It's it's really unfortunate. It, it's it was interesting though the parallels they kind of made between Eisner leaving, where you know, like Iger didn't want to give up, basically didn't want to give it up, but kind of needed wanted to give it up. You know what I mean? Like he he mm-hmm. wanted to retire, but at the same time he like, you know, listen, the the he CEO just certain parts of it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, listen. The CEO of Disney's like a one of a kind job, right? I mean, it's 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 a it it's the biggest media company in the world, right? So you're talking about like you know you've reached kind of the mountaintop, right? So you you don't want to necessarily give that up. And and I the funniest part of the whole story, I, I don't I don't know if you read this part, Trevor, was that you know when Iger agreed to stay on as like executive chairman or whatever his role was, he didn't want to give up the big office, the big corner office to Bob Chapek oh, because the there, there's a private shower in it, yeah. and he liked after like Disney events, he liked to go back to his office and take a shower in the office. And I was just like, you know. I mean, I don't. Hey, come on, you, you could get you could get a shower installed anywhere else. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, apparently he was like Chaffek's not going to use the shower anyway or whatever, and, and apparently he didn't. But I just, I just thought that that was funny that that was the reason why. Like that was his like, <laughs> like he just liked the having having the shower in his office. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's a nice perk. I mean, I guess if if you spend your whole life at the office, you know. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Right? Like you said, you know, it's kind of I, I can see where he didn't want to give things up, you, you know, even superficial things like the shower. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it, it's it's definitely not as or, or the thing that I kind of knew in the back of my head was it wasn't as cut and dry as it seemed when it happened. Like it seemed like, oh, you know, Chapex, the, you know. You know, he did everything wrong. He's out. No, it was there was definitely some more nuance to it than that. And like I said, from what I read of the article, at least it, um, you know, you know, it gave a little bit of insight into, um, I guess, Disney operations at that level that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. see. But um, I mean, it's I, I mean, honestly, that, that doesn't seem much different than any other large company that I've seen at this point that you know there, there's always internal politics that can there is yeah you know ruin stuff <laughs> oh 100 percent. yeah there, there's always this kind of stuff going on obviously it's it's a little different just because of the intrigue of disney right but like yeah yeah it's it it, it, it was interesting just in, in just kind of how like everything went down um yeah and some of those little details and, and just how i guess eisner was kind of the same way eisner i guess had tried to set up a similar situation when Iger was coming in where Iger would take over but he would stay on as like chairman or whatever and uh that ended up not working out because um because Eisner kind of lost the faith of the board and you know they they ousted him and that whole thing so mm-hmm. um but you know it, it it's it seems like Iger's real problem with Chapek was more that he didn't value his his knowledge right like that he was just like I'm taking over I know what to do get out of here Iger you know what I mean like I think right. Iger really wanted him to like lean on him as like a mentor and, and which Chapek couldn't care less, which is funny because it seems like Eisner kind of wanted the same thing. Yeah, Iger. exactly. Yeah. But so, so it's, you know, history is repeating itself a little bit, but yeah. I think that the difference is, is Iger has been on the other side and I think he, he positioned things in such a way to make sure that he could, you know, you know, grab control of the reins again if it seemed like it was going south and also, yeah, to your point, he, he didn't lose faith with the board or anything. So, um, 
you know, it was, you know, they, it, it was an easier sell to say, you know, Iger comes back in and we reset versus, you know, just push him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I guess the thing is, is it could have gone the other way where they could have, you know, somebody could have doubled down and said, you know, yeah, you know, the, you know, the way Chapex doing things, you know, people don't agree with, but you know, it's better for the company right? and maybe, but I, I guess it probably, I don't think it was no matter how you spun it <laughs> from, yeah, from everything yeah, I that I saw. But. Yeah, and, and you know, I I think that the thing that Iger had that Chapek didn't have was kind of like this emotional intelligence, right? Like he, I feel like Iger like kind of just gets it a little bit more. Like he kind of understands like the the purpose of the company, and he gets the storytelling thing, and he gets you know how important the parks are. Like I I just feel like Iger kind of gets that, you know, the, and, the intrinsic and she, value in creativity, and not yeah. just showing quarterly results yeah exactly like chapex was the business guy right and Mm -hmm. and and Iger's more the creative i think and and uh you know and and, but also like they had a story in there about like when COVID hit right like like basically chapex wanted to just lay everybody off in all the parks like immediately right whereas like Iger was like (laughs) Iger was like no 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 like let's wait for like the like the federal things to pass so that our people have you know, some sort of, some sort of backing and, and they're not just completely, you know, uh, without any sort of income or whatever. And I guess Chapek was just like, no, we really want to just like lay everybody off immediately. And, and, and I guess Iger somehow overrules him on that. But, um, cause if you remember, they waited quite a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man, I, it was, it was, it was an interesting article. That's for sure. Um, I don't think anybody came out of that article looking particularly good, even Iger. Um, no. Yeah, it was, it was not a good look for really anybody. And truthfully, since JPEG's been gone, we haven't heard a word from him, right? I mean, he's been. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I feel he's not going to be in the public space as much as he was. Yeah. Previously. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. And, and I think part of it is, is I'm, you know, we've kind of seen it as, you know, he's kind of been undoing a lot of some, he's been, he's been undoing some of the stuff (laughs) has done, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily better what he's like, like it's still rubbing some people the wrong way. So I can see why he doesn't want to, you know, play, play the, um, the popularity contest right now, I guess. I get it. Yeah, I get it. All right. I think we covered that enough. So you want to read Veronica's question? Yeah, she says so, it's kind of a Trevor question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Veronica says sorry in advance. Kind of a Trevor question. I, I feel Veronica might be Canadian. Um, Think so? Because she said sorry in advance. Is that what yes? That that that's usually a hint. Um, but uh, she says visiting Disneyland for the first time in April. We are planning to spend one day in Disneyland and one day in DCA. My husband wants to dine at Blue Bayou. Any must do dining at DCA. Um, nothing like blue Bayou, or sorry, I shouldn't say nothing like blue Bayou. Um, if you, if you wanted to do a, a really good, um, dining experience in DCA, there is a uh, Carthay circle, which is, um, it's a very cool historical, uh, or, so it's, so it's not like a, like a, it's not like a character meet and greet or anything like that. It's a very nice restaurant, and, but it has a lot of the history of Walt Disney and like, like as he was coming to California and, you know, you know, that, that era kind of stuff, like it's very 1930s and talks about like, you know, his first movies and stuff like that. So um, that would be a good experience I would recommend in DCA. Um, although I've, 
I, I've never actually gone in. I, I've been in there briefly, but we've never actually gone in for a meal in there. Um, I assume it would be as good as as Blue Bayou or any of those other like, you know, Disney restaurants. But um, the one thing Blue Bayou does have over that is that, you know, the the experience of having the uh, having the looking out over the water of and seeing people, you know, getting onto pirates and the boats floating by and all that. Um, that's that's a very unique experience. And I I feel um I feel that would be better than Carthay Circle, but again, that's just me. I, I wouldn't say you know don't do Carthay Circle, but that that would be probably the the one that I would recommend in DCA. All right, yeah, nice. All yeah. right, so uh, Miranda wants to know what are your favorite resorts and why. I mean, I feel like we've answered this before, but you know, mm-hmm. never, never a bad thing to re- repeat things. Go ahead, Trevor. You, I know. Well, okay. I mean, I think uh, everyone knows what your answer is. But well, ahead. well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Top three. So, so number one is the Poly is my favorite resort, and we all know yeah. because it, you know, it's my home resort. I also just love the, I love the vibe of it. That that, um, you know, Polynesian like tropical kind of feel that it has. I, I, we don't get anything like that around here, so I, I just love that because it's, it's like going to Hawaii without going to Hawaii. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that would be my, my, top we're doing top one. three. We're doing top yeah, three. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do two more just cause, cause I can. Cause um, you can. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I would say wilderness lodge is actually my second favorite. Um, because, wow. because of the fact that it's, um, it, I, I understand where the inspiration came from because there is places like that around here. And, um, you know, we've been over there a couple of times. The the, the lobby coming into Wilderness Lodge is just amazing. It's like for, nothing for starts. Yeah, yeah. Like you walk in and you're just like, wow. And there's like there's the, there's the fireplace. There's a whole wall that has like um, it's all these it, it's rocks uh, and it's, it represents like the different eras of um, yeah. of I. I don't know what it's called. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, like, like you know, you know, it, it's like sediment deposits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's like if you if you cut down into the earth, you can see like different eras of of time through it, kind of thing. So I love, I love that. Um, again, just a great feeling for a for a lobby and just a general resort. Um, and then I would say my third one is actually the Riviera after you and I walked through it. Oh yeah, I haven't even stayed there yet, but it was as yeah, walking it, through it was pretty. It amazing. feels like somewhere that I would. Um, I've said to my wife, you know, you know, in the future when we get to the point where it's just trips with the two of us, because that's going to happen at some point, is um, you know, staying there would definitely be like I can see myself staying there. I guess it, it, there's no other way to say it. It just feels like somewhere that I can just see myself walking around, you know, getting onto the Skyliner, going to Epcot, you know, all that. It's, it's just a nice resort. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Grand Californian. Um, well, Grand Californian and Wilderness Lodge. I, sorry, I kept it to Florida because, because they're yeah, both yeah. very similar. Like if you, it, um, right, yeah. and, and Grand Californian is like, you get the same feeling walking in there that you do walking into Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. So I so my top three, uh, my number one is Wilderness Lodge as well. Um, I love Wilderness Lodge. I went there when I was a kid, fell in love with it when I was a kid, and continued to stay there as an adult. Absolutely love Wilderness Lodge. To your point, Trevor, just walking through those front doors is like 
nothing else. I mean, every mm-hmm. time we've ever waited for Whispering Canyon for dinner, we just sit in the lobby and watch people walk in because you can see that look on their face. You know what I mean? You could see that look of, wow, like, look at this. Um, although I think my favorite part about Wilderness Lodge, my very favorite part, is the fact that there's the hot spring that starts in the lobby and then runs yes. through all these all these rivers and waterfalls all the way down to the pool. Like, just very cool. You know, like, I just love that. I love that you could take a boat ride to Magic Kingdom. Like, you're far enough away, but you're still really close. I, I just, I love everything about it. I it just, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then number two would have to be Animal Kingdom, which is my, you know, my, my two of my home resorts. And I, uh, we really love staying in Animal Kingdom. And, and truthfully, Trevor, you know, Animal Kingdom Jumbo has a similar kind of like gigantic lobby that uh, Wilderness Lodge does, has, like where you walk in and you really, you kind of have that wow factor. Mm-hmm. Um, although even what we usually say at Kidani, but I think this next time we're going to say at Jumbo. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, we just love Animal Kingdom. It's the, I think it's the most unique property. I mean, uh, a hotel on property. I mean, where else can you see a draft outside your window? nowhere i mean unless you decide to go to africa like i mean it's just it's just the coolest place right and and it's got great food it's got great decor it's i just love it and listen underground parking at kadani one of my favorite things oh i didn't realize it was underground that's oh yeah well it's under the building right so like it's a huge benefit although i did have a magnet an annual pass holder magnet stolen in that garage I don't want to talk about it though (laughs) (laughs) um third favorite boardwalk uh we've stayed at boardwalk a couple times i and and maybe this is just the new jersey kid in me but i love the uh the boardwalk the new jersey boardwalk feel of it uh just kind of like it's i think it's maybe the weirdest disney hotel like if you've ever walked through boardwalk the art that they have and like the creepy chairs and like just random carousels all over the place it's just it's a weird place man and but it's also just unique and cool and like the fact that you can just walk down and they have performers doing stuff you know doing different things and there's you know the 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 magic bar and the there's you know games and food and it's just so alive at night you know like there's so few places that are like that where it's like really just like alive at night and it's right outside your hotel like that's that's why i really love boardwalk and plus skyliner access and uh epcot access i mean can't go wrong with either one of those things so that that's true you know, it's funny you talk about like the resort at night. I, I didn't. It, it's funny you talk about how alive it is. I actually like the Polynesian quiet. because it's so quiet at night. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, that's fair. It's you, two sides you of the, the same coin. Chirping. Yeah, you hear yeah. the crickets chirping when you walk around yeah. and, Poly at night. And, right? so. and the bamboo is the, that actually gets us because they have the long bamboo growing there and you can like hear them. Like oh yeah, like clacking, together. knocking together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I laughed for the longest time, by the way, because like ever when we last time we stayed at Boulder Ridge at Wilderness Lodge, we kept walking in and we'd hear like hoo 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 hoo, right? Like and you hear crickets mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and I'm like, I wonder if there's just like a lot of owls around here. And then I'm like, you know what? After like day, night two, I'm like, that's definitely piped in. Like they're yeah. just, they're, they're definitely um, doing a little Disney uh, Disney background music magic. I just feel like you don't have that a lot at the resorts as much, you know, especially in the outdoor areas. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, yeah. Very very few resorts give that full immersion feel. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I mean, it, listen, it, it might have been legit, do. but it felt too consistent to be legit. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, unless there's an owl that's figured out that there's, um, you know, easy access to food around there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so Beth says, I booked my first DVC trip on the website without calling member services. What do I miss out on by doing this? 
nothing really. <laughs> like, I well, mean, you get that I mean, welcome I, home thing, but it's not. That yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess there is something to be said for like if you're if you're dealing with a guide, yeah. and like like because you've had it where like you know the guide has sent something to your room when you arrive. That's true, stuff like that, right? So, so I mean, you do you miss out on incidental stuff like that, but really, yeah, it's not. It's I mean, not I got that, that though when deal. I booked through the website yeah. though. Like that wasn't from calling. I just right. I was okay, just they yeah. just knew I was oh. there and called me and then sent me stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think the thing is, is that it was like the I remember our first trip, it was, you know, you know, the booking, it didn't really matter that much. And even, you know, for us, we ended up having to reschedule our first trip. So so where we had it booked, we got canceled because of the hurricane. And then we did our actual first trip later. Um, It when we got there, it didn't you know, know, we still got that, you know, DVC feeling. Um, It didn't. It didn't feel like I missed out on anything. It, it, I think the biggest thing is that when you get there and you know that you're staying at DVC, that's when you really like. That's when you feel it. Or yeah, no, like I agree. The, I agree. Like the you know you know oh I did the right thing here, right? <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but so yeah, it's yeah. The calling member services though doesn't it, it won't it doesn't make or break anything. I feel. Yeah, yeah. You're not really missing out on that much. All right, so Chris says, which Walt Disney World DVC resort do you think needs the most enhancement to keep it competitive with the other DVC resort, DVC and resort locations around WDW? That's a tough question because I feel like they do a pretty good job of upkeep and, and doing, you know, they, they have a refurbishment schedule where they redo the rooms every certain amount of time, right? So, mm-hmm. like, the rooms are, are always, you know, pretty much fresh. I, I'm going to say, actually, Bay Lake. So, the one time I own at Bay Lake, my very first DVC stay was at Bay Lake. And I found the rooms to be very small. Um, and then I also found it to be, like, there was, like, all black furniture in them. And, like, they, it just got, they were, like, beat up man like they were so really? beat. yeah like because the black furniture like if you just like scuff it it's just like you're, yeah now you see wood like yeah. so I, and i'm trying to think if they like has had a refurb recently i mean since i became a dc i mean i'm sure they have so maybe that this is the wrong answer i just am not remembering because i don't really pay attention to bay lake at all because i never stay there so i mean i don't know probably boulder ridge too honestly but i mean that's happening so or happened so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I can't think of any off the top of my head because pretty much all of them have been refurbed recently, you know? I I feel like if – or, well, I guess he specifically says which Walt Disney World DVC resorts. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's like, you know, like you said, you know, all, all the ones in Florida or, or on property, they all have generally good maintenance schedules. They They're all – I feel they're all competitive with one another in terms of, you know, yeah. you know, you, you don't feel like, you know, there's, there's any one DVC resort that is less than another one. It's just, they all have different advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. um, but I feel, and, and I'm probably gonna get hate for this in the group when I say just it, get, but just get hate for it. it's fine. You, you know, you know, it seems to me like, like Vero specifically, um, because, because Hilton head seems to get a lot of, well, it's it that's getting like. uh, that's getting a refurb now. I think actually, yeah, right? either now or next it, year. But yeah, so so it seems like Vero is the one that kind of almost gets forgotten. It seems like maybe, yeah. And but again, I I don't want to say that it's that's the one that you know needs to keep up with the other ones. I, I because again, I know it's it's a different thing because it's not it's not part of the the other ones that are on property. 
but I, I feel like those ones outside of of the the Disney property, um, they have they have to do the most work to keep it up because you know realistically that's why you're going there, right? Like it has to be they're kind of put to a higher standard. I feel than actually a lot of the ones on site. Because yeah, I can that. see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because there's no other attraction other than the the hotel, right? It's like you know, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right, so right. Joe this, wrote us a, a nice long email. So, th- and this is a Canadian person, uh, Trevor. So, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> do you want to read it? Do you want to read it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, okay. So Joe said. Th- so there's actually a bunch of different questions here that all there's a lot of questions to, here, yeah. to the yeah. larger the the larger question. What? So first of all, what is the story behind the intro and outro? I get the Jungle Cruise reference, but is there more to it? It's really original and fun, distinguishing aspect of the show. Where did the concept come from, and what was the thinking behind it? And how did you decide on your intro and outro? Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are there any right. other imagineering intro outro ideas on the cutting room yeah. floor? Yeah. So, so w- when we started this, um, yeah. we uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm just remembering how the discussion went because yeah, we start. Long. Yeah, we we had started talking about it, and um, we we had all agreed that you know we wanted to have some music for for going for intro and outro. Um, but we didn't want, or, or we wanted to be careful about not using anything that was very easily Disney copyrighted or copyrighted yeah, in yeah. general, because that becomes a problem, you know, especially, you know, as a, as a, yeah. as a starting podcast, you don't want people sending you cease and desist letters because you're That's using good. their music and stuff. So, so when, when we had that conversation, um, the funny thing was, is that I already in the back of my head, I was already aware of this because before even starting the podcast, um, I, I had already been paying attention to like the, the history and stuff around a lot of, a lot of the rides and specifically in Adventureland. I, I focused a lot on like just reading up on stuff in Adventureland and the music, um, loop in Jungle Cruise was something that, um, I'd found it online and like, I'd listened to the proper music loop and I was like, where are all these songs from? Like, like they're, yeah. cause they're all yeah. very odd. Like, like or weird at songs. the time, <laughs> yeah, they seemed yeah. weird, but I realized the more that I looked into it was that they were from like 1920, 1930 era. And they were kind of, they were meant to give that feeling of, you know, like what people would be listening to on the radio at the time, but also, you, you know, you're, you're out in the middle of the jungle. So you're not necessarily getting, um, or, or, you know, they're not getting stuff like, like the, the, the super popular stuff. Like it seemed like just, yeah, like, like general radio banter, almost kind of music. And so, so I started looking into the names of some of these songs and whatever. And yeah, we found, um, the song is called lucky ball and chain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and and it was made so, and the song was made by. And sorry, I can't remember the name of the band now. But you know, it, it was a, yeah. yeah, you know, it was it was a band from like the nineteen twenties and twenties, yeah, yeah, and and because of that, um, it's uh, it it's uh, not it's owned by somebody, sorry. but nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, it, no, but no, but yeah. it, it it falls into public domain. Yeah, though, it does because because it's old enough. That because it's a public domain song and that's part of the reason like that's what i figured out along the way that that's kind of why disney picked a lot of those songs for like like if you listen like frontierland and and adventureland and stuff 
Um, a lot of those songs for the same reason, Disney picked those songs because they didn't have to worry about licensing or anything. They were just public domain songs. And, and so, so it worked for them. And so we realized, you know, Hey, because you know, if they're doing that, they can't get mad at us for doing the same thing. (laughs) So, so yeah, I, I kind of picked that one because it like it, the funny thing is I I remember I suggested that one to you guys and it was, so it was one that was, like I said, I found this playlist and I think it was actually, it was the first song that came up on the playlist that I found. And so it, it just really kind of got stuck in my head for a long time. So when you, when you said we need a song, I was like, Hey, how about this song? Like it it was like just the first one I had. Right. So, and it also just worked too, because we could introduce the show in the mm. style of like, because there's talking that happens over the music and funny witticisms and all that stuff. Like it just kind of worked out nicely in that way, yeah, you know? Exactly. And, and, you know, and for those that have been listening a long time, you know, they, they will know that, that the original voice was me um, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing it, you know, fairly poorly as, as well as I could do it. Um, and I then I tried it too and it didn't come it, out very well it was, either. Yeah. We, we had a hard time doing that. And then, and then later on we, we, uh, we actually, I mean, I'll be honest, we hired a voice actor to do it. Um, the, so the current one is, is a, a voice actor that we hired that I think did an excellent impression of the guy. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's, listen, it's, it's, I, it's just one of those things we thought it was kind of iconic, um, it allowed us to use music in the show that we didn't have to pay for, which, you know, is, is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, is always a helpful thing where you don't have to pay for the music and, um, you know, it just kind of fit. It's kind of, it's a fun song, you know, and it's, it, it, it's funny. Cause I, somebody posted on the Facebook group one time, they were like, is there like a deeper meeting in the whole ball and chain thing? Like a DVC is your ball and chain, you know, it's like, and I'm like, no, but like, I mean, good for you for coming up with that. I mean, like we didn't think of that. So, like, you know, um, I will say I, the, the Halloween one, I think I just kind of did myself without even talking to you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. kind of, you, you brought it on, you're like, Hey, what's the, or how do you, what do you think about this? And we were like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, so the, the Halloween one, I wanted to do something for ho- special for Halloween and truthfully, you know, we would do something special for like the holidays too, but there's not really like an iconic Disney song that we could take off of you know um so it, i it, it's a lot tougher with with holiday we, we've thought about it before and even because you know they do the jingle cruise now and they'll play christmas songs uh in the jungle cruise line so we i thought about doing that unfortunately all the songs they use either just don't work or they're newer songs and that are you know and truthfully just in general christmas songs are like you know, people pay attention to the copyright on those. Yeah, <laughs> so heavily like, copyrighted. Yes. So it's it's a little harder to do that. But I I mean, I've gone on record before of saying how much I love the Halloween one. I actually worked really hard on that one. I mean, I I, I edited both of them together, right? So like I, I you know, in, in a lot of the, the, the opening, there's, you know, if you listen hard to the opening, there's actually a lot to that opening. It's It's a lot of tracks. There's a lot of animal noises that I added in the background. There's, there's a lot of static. There's, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of work to kind of get that to the right place where it really sounded like you were in the jungle cruise line. And then, um, you know, the haunted mansion one, again, that one I actually did voice. Um, and I, and I, you know, did some voice change there. Um, so if you really listen to it, you can hear my voice for the Halloween one, but, um, you know, I, I, I just had fun with that one. I thought it would be kind of cool to do a thing for the haunted mansion because I love the haunted mansion. It's one of my favorites. And so I thought it would be fun to do that. And, uh, you know, like I love doing it every year. Um, so, 
um, I'm excited to really, really do that one again. So, but I, I'm, I'm glad other people like it too. Cause I thought I was just really into the Halloween opening and, and actually our regular opening. I love too. I, it, it, I sometimes catch myself when I'm editing the show. I just kind of, I kind of, you know, bop around to it for a few minutes, like, dun, 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 you know, like it's just, it's, it's, a, little, it's a nice little song, you know? Yep. So I- anyway. Yeah, I, I need to correct myself because I realized I I said the name of the song is Lucky Ball and Chain. That is wrong. Um, it's called Here Comes My Ball and Here Chain. Here comes my ball and chain. Yeah, Lucky Ball and Chain is a They Might Be Giants song. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> very different. But yeah, very di- I realized why different. I did that. I realized why I did that because it was I do listen to a lot of They Might Be Giants and yeah. that song is like ingrained in my head as well. The, the, the kings of theme songs, right there. So um, exactly, yes, for, for TV yeah. shows and such. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, but that's kind of the history behind it. I mean, like, listen, it, starting a podcast is hard in a lot of ways. Like, you know, you have to come with up with a name. You have to have logos. You got to do, you know, figure out the sounds you're going to do. And, you know, really, we just have kind of evolved over time. And But I do think we actually had the intro from episode one. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I so. think we we kind of figured that out quickly. Like I said, because that was where I kind of, like, I, I quickly looked up the song and gave it to you and said, like, yeah. you know, hey, why don't we try this? Because um, we needed something. Because we, we didn't want to start the podcast with just, like, Hey, welcome to the podcast. Like, like we wanted yeah. to try and like, you know, start on the right foot, I guess, is it was the intent. But uh, well, yeah. and I, I think we talked about because so the original logo for the show, if you look really far back. So we, we had two old logos. There was one logo that I just that I had designed and I am not a graphic designer. In fact, my daughter asked me to draw a shark today and it was the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> um, I do. I am not good at art. It's just not a thing that I'm good at. So um, I had created a um logo that was based on the walt disney world railroad logo right and and i think we had talked trevor about maybe doing our intro as the spiel uh, spiel in the style yeah, of the spiel the, for for the train and then we also talked about for the monorail i think too yeah um, yeah we we were trying to figure out if we could do something kind of like the please stand clear of the doors yeah yeah but I, again the problem was is we couldn't we kept realizing that it was it was a very fine line with that because again you don't want to accidentally be you don't want to copy it to the point where they can go hey you you know you be- you, you deliberately ripped off what we're doing right like yeah, yeah exactly like we 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 were trying to be we were trying to be as careful about that as possible because we didn't yeah. want the legal headache from it. <laughs> we are very careful about the things that we do. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, let's save Joe's question for next week because I really want to get into D23 stuff and we're already yes. an hour in here. So, yeah. uh, so let's go ahead and do our ad. So the sponsor of this week's episode is DVC Rental Store. The DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% of the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com slash welcome home or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's one eight five five three eight two seven three six eight. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. But also, if you go to their website, make sure to go to dvcrentalstore.com slash Welcome Home. Okay. So I don't know if you watched this live. I did. Um, so I watched most of the morning I, panel at D23. But. So I didn't because it. the, the problem is, is that it started, I think, at like 7. It started pretty early for you. Time. It would have been early for you. Yeah. And 
And I was up early the night before with my brother playing mini golf. So yeah. Yeah. There, there was a new VR mini golf course that came out this last I know. <laughs> I trust me, I know. I wanted to play with you guys and I couldn't. So I know. But yeah, so so yeah, I I I slept in, so I didn't I didn't watch this live. I, I kind of caught everything like after about an event, hour or yeah. two after after it got announced. Yeah. We had a really nice, I feel like spirited conversation in the in the Discord uh about all this stuff, which which I which I appreciated. Yeah. So all right, yeah, I, first, I, I like that too. There, there was sorry, j- just a shout out to all of our Discord members. That, yeah, you know, everyone, everyone came to the table with different, you know, things they were excited about, different thoughts, and exactly to your point, um, it was it was nice to see some good, um, good conversation about it. Because yeah, 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 yeah. It's, well, it's always know, nice. Yeah, I, and you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about when Damon was here, but you know, we, he really was in and out. Is like. I didn't expect that much out of D23, right? So, like, I feel that Disney is... And, and Universal does this, too. There's, like, cycles, right? Mm-hmm. The, and, and Disney was on this cycle for the past five to ten years where they built a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of stuff. You know, oh, there, yeah. were new, there were new lands. Story, tons, Star Wars. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I just, you know, Pandora, even. I mean, that was in the past, what, six or seven years ago, right? I forgot. I forgot yeah. Pandora feels like it's been there forever, but it's really not that. It old. really has not been. Yeah. But like, that's when people are like, are talking about, like, oh, they're not doing enough. It's like, man, they've opened a ton of stuff, like a lot of stuff. And so for me, I feel like they're just kind of at the end of that cycle and we're about to be at the beginning of that cycle again. And like, I get it compared to what Universal is doing. They're building a whole new park. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, but short of building a whole new park, I mean, one of the things I took away from this, and and this is you know Josh Diamara, and this is further down, um, but he said we are going to over the next decade we're going to have more projects underway than any point in our history. So like, I think they've got a lot in the hopper. They just haven't announced it all yet, right? Like some of we're it, they're on probably the cusp of yeah. a new cycle. Is the that's problem. what I'm saying? That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Like I just don't think they were ready at D23 for these things, and you know, listen, they don't always announce big things at D23 like they they have in the past but like they've also announced like huge things just on a random Wednesday you know like they they just yeah, kind of do true. things at, at different times so like i thought this was fine for D23 right D23 is a fan festival right like that's what it is like it doesn't need to be a platform to announce the newest and greatest things i i'm fine with them teasing stuff and and part of me thinks that they're I always feel like they market test these things, you know, like, like they announce this stuff, like this blue sky stuff. And then they go like on social media and go, okay, what, what do people think about this? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like they're mm-hmm. doing, I also, the other part of this though, too, and I, we were talking about this in the discord, right? Imagineering has gone through quite a change over the past couple of years, right? They lost a lot of their old guard, right? Like they had a bunch of people retire they lost, you know, people like Joe Rody, they like, you know, Kevin Rafferty and, you know, like all these, all these guys that were like huge over there. Right. And yep. so they lost a lot of that brain power. And then recently they just brought back in Bruce Vaughn, who's the, the head of Imagineering who had left and he's coming back. And I tend to believe based on how the things have shifted from one D23 to another, that Bruce came back in and was like, we're doing this all wrong, man. Like we need to like this. Like these are great concepts, but they don't make sense here. Or they like, or we need to redo this. So, like, part of me thinks that maybe they did have things they were going to announce at D twenty three, and then Bruce came along and kind of was like, 
listen, we gotta we gotta start from scratch on a lot of this stuff. Like we need to. Yeah, yeah, you need more time on this, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of you know still coming soon. <laughs> that happens with leadership changes all the time, right? And you're you're talking this was he you know took over Imagineering, right? So of course he's probably reviewed every single project they had, and I'm sure that they probably started from scratch on a lot of them. You know, like that's just I mean that's just my thoughts. I mean I don't know if that's actually true or not, but you know he kind of made it seem like that when he came on stage that the as soon as he got there he you know went reevaluate a bunch of stuff you know i i also think though too disney is kind of waiting to things to see how things shake out with tourism with the economy i think they're like waiting for this stuff cuz they don't want to commit to building you know billions of dollars worth of stuff when they might not want to spend that money right now like maybe they don't you know so I just think it's, you know, I understand what Damon's saying. I get it, right? But we also can't have a $500 million ride opening every year. We just can't, they just can't do that. Like it's, and we've had that. I feel like every year for the past like 10 years, you know, like it's been a lot of stuff. And, and to your point on, on, you know, for the last 10 years, I, I think back to when, when Galaxy's Edge got announced and, you know, it, it was the same yeah. kind, of, and I guess this is the problem, right? Is it, it was like you know D twenty three kind of announcement. You know, they're like, "Hey, we're building yeah. Star Wars land," right? But the cadence from when that got announced to when it actually came to fruition was years. long. Like, years. like it was, yeah. it was, yeah, like five years. And, and and the thing is, is that I remember, I remember this because at the time I was, uh, I was watching a, a vlogger in Disneyland, and he was he was going to the parks like every day. It, it seemed like he was there like every day. And um, he had found, or he'd found that um, from the, the parking structure, he could see over to where the construction was going on. And so he was like, just giving updates, like, you know, okay, well, you know, they moved that pile of dirt from there to over there kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like, this is going to be a while. Like, yeah, like you kind of some time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you kind of realize that it was like you know, hey, any, anything that they announce, like everyone's thinking, like you know, you know, oh, you know, they're going to announce something, and you know, it's coming next year. Is that that's that feels like the expectation? But you know, I would turn that around on Universal. That how long has Super Nintendo World and Epic Universe been? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like again, years in the making. So, we also still don't even know the details of those parks, right? Like everything is speculation yeah. still, like which is weird. It's a totally different strategy where they're just like, we're not going to tell you anything. Where Disney's like, we're going to tease stuff like but, way ahead of time. We're going to give you no details, but like here's a thing that could be coming, you know. But but I think I think that's I, I think they're both playing from the same deck yeah, in that yeah, case because yeah. because if you think about it, like like you know when they did the whole Star Wars thing. It was, you know, there was a microscope on them about it. Like oh, people, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, there was people looking at it, there was people, you know, when's it coming? When's it coming? Right. And then, and then, you know, when they started like, hey, you know, you know, we're only opening up, you know, one part, you know, one ride's going to be open. Everyone, you know, what? You know, that's ridiculous. Right. And so, so it created this overinflated expectation of what was coming next. And, you know, I can see why Universal on the flip side was like, you know, you're not going to find anything out until it comes because then, you know, the expectation is, you know, oh, Super Nintendo World. What you know, yeah, yeah. you know, I've got an idea in my head of what that is. When I get there, it's either going to meet my expectations or not. Like like it's yeah. yeah. But but I'm not gonna be going in with like, you know, but you promised that it was gonna be this amazing thing, or you know, you know, you teased all this stuff, right? I can see why Disney <laughs> is kind of 
holding back. Like, you know, the stuff that they're teasing is very ambiguous for that reason is that they don't want to, they don't want to come out at somewhere like D23 unless they have something concrete. And that's what a lot of these announcements have been is, you know, they have, they have some concrete things that it's, you know, this is coming in October, this is coming in a couple of months. And so they're, they're committing to those things, but then the bigger projects until they get closer to actually coming into focus, they're going to keep saying the same thing. And, and I get Damon's frustration, you know, believe me, yeah, I, sure. I, I, I do sympathize with that, but I don't, I was not expecting at all for them to be like, you know, Hey, there's going to be, you know, you know, fifth gates opening or, you know, you know, this park is going to be open as of, you know, three years from now. Like they're, they're just not going to do that. Right. Well, we like, were joking in the discord, yeah. like all this stuff's going to be great in 2031, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like that's, I mean, I mean, yeah, which is fine. Right. Like, You know, they're talking about these things. And if you're not familiar with the term blue sky, like that's just the very, very, very beginning of a project. Right. So for me, like Bruce Vaughn came back and they rebooted like they just started over again in in my mind. Right. Like they they went back to the concept stage, you know, this is after like two and a half years of like post covid Kind yeah. of like because because you know COVID kind of messed everything up too. It did a yeah. lot of things. A lot of budgets got dropped. A lot of things got reset because of that. And now they're resetting again. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to take a while. <laughs> absolutely. I that's that's kind of how I look at this. You know, it's it's you know it's it's a reboot. Like they're starting over. They're starting new concepts. They're 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 figuring out what they can do and what they want to do and what the future is going to be like. And that takes time, you know. I, I like I understand, like like I said, I understand where Damon's coming from because it's like, oh yeah, Universal's building a whole new park, right? Great, but Disney's been on this cycle of building. I mean, they built a whole new park's worth of stuff over but the past five years. Through, yeah, it, it scattered. It scattered through four parks, but yeah. you're right. You know, you know, if they put that all into a single park, that would That's have been yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. would have been I another mean, Hollywood Studios. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and like they, like I understand, like they've they said a long time ago that they were more focused on expanding the current parks than building a new park, right? And we've we talked on the show before. Everyone thinks they want a fifth gate, but do they really? Right? Like, do you really want the fifth gate? Because, I don't want the fifth gate. Yeah, because you don't want to pay for more, pay for more for tickets. You don't want to have to take a longer vacation to cover everything. Like, it's I I, I think we want a fifth gate in our minds, but do we really want a fifth gate? I don't know. Right? So I mean. And truthfully, if you want to count it the way that Universal does, it's it would really be a, a you know it would be a seventh gate, right? Because Universal counts Volcano Bay as an amusement park, right? So if yeah. you want to do it that way, <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. If you want to include water parks, yeah, yeah. If you want to include water parks, fine. Then you know they, then they're talking about a seventh gate, right? So, but you know, I just wasn't expecting that much from this. I didn't think they were going to announce the big new land, right? I just it wasn't something I thought they were going to do because I feel like they're still feeling things out. They're still trying to figure out where they want to go next. But, you know, there's a couple of things in here, Trevor, like they, they tease that the magic kingdom expansion that they're going to do is going to be the biggest in the history of the park. Okay. That's great. I mean, we don't know the details yet, but I mean, sounds kind of awesome, whatever they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, it's the same thing as, you know, when they said star Wars land was coming in my head, I was like, okay, great. What, whatever that looks like when it's done. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like exactly. It's, yeah. No, yeah. it's I, I just think it's positive, right? Like I yeah. to me, I view this all as positive, right? Like they they've listened to uh fans that want more attractions, want more shows, more experiences, and they're doing these things. These things just take time. And I think 
losing so many of the senior Imagineers really was difficult for them, right? I, I think they lost a lot of the institutional knowledge that you have. And and I think it's especially important in Imagineering to have that institutional knowledge and to lose those people in a very condensed amount of time, I think was a, was a problem. And, but if you think about it, like, and I said this before, like think about all the stuff that opened when Bruce Vaughn was like, you know, the creative executive, right? Like a lot of great stuff, right? I mean, like he, this guy knows what he's doing, right? Like, you know, Galaxy's Edge, you know, uh, Pandora, like all that stuff was, was things that when he was there and running things, like those were things that he worked on. So, you know, he's, He's he's in tune with what people want, and I, I you know I think he, I said this before. He was a great person to bring back and to to have running Imagineering. So, um, I I feel very optimistic about what's coming in the future. Like just because we didn't get all the details today doesn't mean I'm not excited for what the future holds. So so let's then let's talk about yeah that. You, you know, yeah, yeah you know you're been, talking we've been about talking conceptually yeah yeah so. yeah talking long term is one thing, but let's talk about what's actually coming. And, and I know. Um, again, I know Damon's opinion on this is that a lot of these things don't matter, but yeah. they do matter to to different groups of people. And and you know, for anybody listening to this, if these things don't matter to you, great. I, I'm not saying that what Damon said is wrong either. Yeah, sure. He he is entitled to feel however he wants about this because we all have things that we like and don't like about, you know, any theme park. It's not it's not just Disney, you know, it's it's the universal, all that. Um, you know, Damon's clearly, you know, his mind is very much focused on universal in my family. Um, we actually talked about Epic universe and my wife look from everything she's seen. There's not a single ride there that she can do I, well, yeah, because, it's, yeah. because she, she can't handle faster rides. She can't handle stuff that spins or do, like that does certain things because she, she unfortunately, uh, has a medical condition that stops her from enjoying these things. So yeah. that's an entire park that is pretty much off the table for her. So, you know, on the flip side of that, looking at what they're talking about here. So, okay. You know, there's a new, uh, and, and let's just start going through this because yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? So, so, you know, luminous, the symphony of us, another, another Epcot nighttime <laughs> show, um, nighttime <laughs> show. All of them have been like, you know, since, since I, um, I liked the last one, man, I know, like yeah. I hated the barges I mean, and the Stargate, but like, I mean, you and I watched it together. It's, it was a great show. It was. And, yeah. and the, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, I was excited to see it with my family, but I realized that, or, or no, yeah, we, we didn't, did we watch it? You and I, I'm trying I don't know if you watch it with your yeah, family. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. So, so the problem was on our last trip, I don't think we actually stayed for it because, with yeah. the hurricane and everything, it kind of threw off. I had to go back and look at my pictures. Maybe we, maybe we didn't see it, but either way, you know, this will be another new one coming. And, um, and, you know, that's something for me, you know, I'm looking forward to that because nighttime shows for me, like you, you know, I, I am there at night. I am there enjoying, you know, whatever these shows are. I love that. And I want to see what they do after, you know, post Stargate. <laughs> yeah, post, post Stargate. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing, first of all, I love the poster for this. I think it's a very cool looking poster. Um, second of all, I find it very strange that, and I have a conspiracy theory about this that I'm going to get into. I'm going to do some <laughs> reckless speculation. I'm sure you saw all it. Right. I, I, already, I already threw this out on the Discord. But so this show is three months away and we know nothing about it. They've released one piece of concept art. 
I've seen some pictures of the barges that they're building, right? They're not the Stargate and the tacos, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. it's not going to block your view of the whole world showcase, which is really where I think the last one went wrong. Right. Right. Like, I think people generally like the show. I think the pro- they had two problems. With it was it. an eyesore during the day. It was an <laughs> eyesore during the day. And if you weren't directly facing the Stargate, you really missed that on a lot, which is a problem, right? Like Illuminations was great because you could watch it from anywhere in World Showcase and it was great no matter where you watched it from, right? Yeah. And so, but this one, like we know nothing about it. All they, they're saying features fireworks, fountains, lasers, lighting effects, and music. Okay. That's what that's what everything else is <laughs> like. That's to so I have been saying this for a while. I think that this is going to be a drone show, and I still believe that. And you think they're just keeping their cards close to their chest on this one? I think they're they keeping wanna... their cards to the, close to the chest because they need to get approval from the FAA to do a drone show, and I don't think they've gotten approval yet. <laughs> well, I why think, would they commit to an opening date though? But maybe they've designed it so that if they don't get approval, that they think that, or maybe they're about to get approval. Maybe they feel like they're at the end of it. I just, this is my crazy conspiracy theory that is based on absolutely nothing other than I feel like they're going to do a drone show. I just, I just feel like they're going to do it. I don't know. I don't know why. I I think, I feel like the drones are going to take off from these barges in the world showcase and the drone show is going to happen right in front of your face in the, in the world showcase. And if you're going to operate hundreds of drones that close to people, you need to get approval for that. So, because, and I know this only because they had to do this. There was a test they wanted to do at Magic Kingdom years ago with drones. And they want, and to do it at Magic Kingdom, because it basically has to fly over people to get to the castle, they had to get this approval from the FAA, right? So, I, I don't know. This is seriously, like I said, super far out there. And I have no idea if this is true or not. I have no inside information. I'm literally just speculating. I just yeah, think I, it's very strange that three months out, we have heard literally nothing about this except for that one concept art and they just the general fountains, lasers, and lighting. Okay. The interesting thing is I don't think – or they wouldn't have to fly them over people to get them out to the lagoon because, like you said, with the barges. The barges. Yeah. I, I think it'll be like how it was with uh, um, Illuminations where the you know they had the, the drawbridge on the one side, right? And they would – would, yeah, they're going to barge them out. So they they're building barges in the backstage area right now, right? And right. so and they're also so, the, so every day they'll they'll yeah. they'll go in and out instead of yeah. sitting in the middle of the yeah. So yeah, so taking them off and landing them in the middle of the lagoon might be an easier sell than it might be. You know, flying them over Magic Kingdom, <laughs> but they're so they're still might be too close though to people though. Like I, I don't know what the yeah. Rules I mean, are. yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, that's that's the concern is that you know what happens if uh, you know if a drone goes awry and yeah. You know, flies off into the crowd, right? That's, like, that episode of The Simpsons from uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 Let, let, let's not. The Simpsons predicts too many things. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I listen. Like I said, I just, it's a crazy theory I have. I just feel like I, from things I've read, Disney executives have been extraordinarily impressed with what they've been doing at Disneyland Paris. And if you haven't seen the show they did, what was it for uh, Bastille Day? Is that what it was, that show? Yeah. Dude, I oh, mean, so good. It was so <laughs> awesome. Like, it would shock me if they don't get drones into something at Disney at this. Uh, and and to me, at this point, this is the next show that's debuting. So why wouldn't it be? I just, yeah. I just feel like it's, it's going to be. I just, I don't the, know. the The funny thing is, is that it, it's not even like they have to fly any complex um, arrangements because yeah. 
they could literally just put them into a sphere formation because, because I don't know if you, like if you've seen other drone shows where they do that, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like all fly in a sphere. And then it's actually the lighting that takes over. So oh, it's yeah, not, yeah. so it's not that, you know, the, the drones are flying around. It's that they're, they're all just in like a grid pattern and they're being lit up the same way that, that, um, that spaceship earth is, gets lit up. Right. Yeah, like like yeah. I, I can see, I can see them combining the two together where, you know, you've yeah, got, be cool. Yeah. Right. Like, like where there's like a floating dome in the middle of the lagoon and then spaceship earth and they're both doing the same oh, things. So cool. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like it's, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that they, they need to start doing something with it. And I hope that this is it, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I, I'm tempering my expectations that, you know, it may just be, you know, another show like the ones we've already seen and it may yeah. not be, it, it, and not to say that it won't be amazing. I think it'll just be, you know, Hey, another great nighttime show. Nothing's ever going to be illuminations. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, when I saw it with my son, he was like, and I mean, this was like, we saw it after we watched happily ever after. And he was kind of, yeah, like, that's, true. that's, that's it. Fair. That's like, fair. yeah. But I, I listen, I know not everybody dug illuminations, but I don't know. There was just was something good. about that show for me, man. I just love yeah. that show, it's, but um, it's got some nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, but also the the show. Let's you know, it's called Luminous, right? Luminous. Mm-hmm. Let's think about that, right? That's lots of lights, lots of lights, my friend. Also, did you see? Did you see the Marvel show they did at Disneyland Paris too? Because that one, I think, maybe was even cooler than the other one. I don't know if I did see that one. Oh, you got to see that one, dude. That one's cool. I'll have, I'll have to look it up after this. <laughs> that one is so cool. That one is really, really cool. They did some amazing stuff with that one. Yeah, so look that one up because that one's cool. All right. All right, so um, I'm going to segue. Yeah, Figment. yeah. Let's segue into the next one. Speaking of nostalgia, um, so Figment, Figment at Epcot is now a meet and greet, uh, which they teased the, months ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so he's in the same space where um, Vanellope was from Wreck-It yeah. Ralph. Yeah. So, Ralph so just yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you come off of, of you know Journey to Imagination, or you don't even have to ride the ride, you can go in there, like you can just walk into that space anyway. Um, but you know, Figment is there now. And of course, um, the, the ride <laughs> or the line for him today was like five hours. I heard five hours. Yeah. yeah. I heard five hours. Yeah. I, I, I saw that as well. I, I saw multiple people saying that. And, and I mean, the, the reality with that is that it's, um, you know, that it's a lot of loggers and stuff that are, are lining sure. up to get first crack at it. That's, that's what that was. So I, I wouldn't leave sure. that. I wouldn't leave that as an indication of, you know, Figman's going to be a crazy busy meet and greet from here on out. That That's just not going to be the case. Um, the good part I see from that, though, is that, you know, as much as as much as, you know, um, <laughs> Damon says, you know, you know, Figment's for like the super fans. Um, yes, but this is one of those ways to be for Figment to become more well known again, Mainstream. because. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that if they're doing meet and greets and if they're actually listening to people like like the, if there was just a very small group of people that loved Figment, that would be one thing. But the reality is, is that every time they release Figment based anything, you know, whether it's popcorn buckets or magnets or whatever, those things get snatched up. And I agree. It's, so it's not just it's not just a small group of the fans. There is a lot of people like it's Figment is popular. <laughs> like like whether 
Yeah. Whether you want to admit it or not, Figment is popular. <laughs> well, that's why I was, you know, listen, I, I hope they're looking at this and going, okay, let's put the money into redoing the ride. Like, it, I mean. I think it's on the plan. I really do. I think, I think I this is just them. This is them, you know, doing like how Disney does stuff whenever they announce these, you know, you know, a ride's going to get a redo or whatever. They will always find other ways to get people to engage with the IP, right? Like, like they'll, yeah, they'll do meet and greets. Yeah. They'll do, they'll do stuff to keep people like interested and engaged with it. So, you know, you know, the fact that, you know, fi- the figment ride is in real need of some love. The fact that they gave a meet and greet there shows that, you know, it, I'm sure it's somewhere in the, the game plan for that ride to get redone. Yeah. I listen, I, you know, Epcot was supposed to be transformed in phases, right? And and COVID screwed up some of that, right? So, and it's taken way longer than they anticipated. There was supposed to be a whole refurb of of Spaceship Earth, which I still think is coming, right? Like, I they need to yeah. do it, right? Like, so I think it's still coming. I do think that they're focusing on finishing the existing projects, and then they're going to move on to the whatever other stuff at Epcot, right? So, like, they they need to finish the middle of Epcot once they're done with that. Then maybe they can focus on Figment. Then maybe they can focus on on Test Track, the changes they're going to make. And also... Epcot needs to stabilize. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe they'll finally do something with Wonders of Life. I think my biggest disappointment from D23, and, and again, I didn't expect big announcements, but they were like... And you didn't watch it, Trevor, but they were like drawing out the whole Figment thing, right? Like, so... Oh, were they? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was like right at the end, right? And they were like doing this whole thing with Figment because they were doing a thing with uh, with Dave Goals, right? They Dave Goals there, because uh, who's the voice of um, of um, uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, <laughs> the Muppet the, with the nose. Why am I? Gonzo. Forgetting? Yes, Gonzo. I almost wanted to say Grover. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so you yeah. know, he's the voice of Gonzo, but he's also the voice of Figment, right? So and and they did this whole thing where like, oh, we have a surprise for you because he's been with the company for fifty years, right? And it's like it was a whole thing. And and so they brought out Figman and they did a whole thing. And then like Josh Yamara was like kind of dragging it out, dragging it out, dragging it out. And then I'm just like, is he going to do like a one more thing kind of deal where he's going to be like, oh, and one more thing. We're reimagining Figman. And then he didn't do it. And I was just like, oh, man, like <laughs> I was really hoping for that. And then I was hoping maybe at the, the Epcot panel later that day that they were going to maybe announce something, but they didn't. But listen, I, I think everyone knows that Figment needs a redo. Everyone knows that Spaceship Earth needs a redo. And then after that, like, there's not a whole lot else you got to do at Epcot, right? Like, they've done a lot of stuff at Epcot over the past couple of years. I mean, would yeah. we love another it, pavilion? Sure. But are we going to get one? Probably not. <laughs> it's not that there's nothing left to do at Epcot. It's just that they can back off on Epcot for a little while. Because because the thing was, the, the reason that Epcot had all these changes happening was because it was very dated. It was old. It was, very, it was, old. It, it was stuck in the 90s, right? I mean, so, Spaceship Earth is still stuck in the nineties, so. But, but it's fine. It, yeah, like, no, it's it, actually it stuck in the early two thousands because they did do a refurb of it in the early two thousands. But I mean, I was really excited for the plans that they had announced for Spaceship Earth because I, again, Spaceship Earth is a ride I love. I will ride Spaceship Earth a hundred times in a row if I have to, like because I I just love that ride. It's it's to me it's classic Disney, classic Epcot. And, you know, it's also the same, like, where Damon said, like, the Moana thing doesn't fit. Like, I think it does fit because... Oh, it absolutely Epcot, does. Yeah, because it's like, they they put Moana into it, sure. 
right? But it's also about the water cycle, right? And, you know, the whole concept of Epcot originally, before, I mean, after the Walt Disney concept of it, right? Where, which, where it was an actual working place. Like, but later, you know, when they made it into a theme park, it was all about edutainment, right? It was all about education. You remember the whole Wonders oh, of yeah. Life pavilion was about educating people, right? And, and the interventions and all that was, you know, teaching people about, you know, the next technological, in, you know, innovations. Like, to me, it fits perfectly because the whole thing is teaching you about the water cycle. Now, given it's putting, it's using an IP, but why wouldn't you use an IP that fits with it, right? Like the whole thing with Moana is the, you know, the ocean's kind I mean, of alive, right? And it makes sense. So, you know, th- th- that's such a flimsy argument to say, well, they used an IP on it. Well, like, have you looked at, uh, yeah. have you looked at the Living Seas? It's like it's Finding Nemo, Nemo. Yeah. right? But, but it's still but educational. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's perfectly fine, and and, yeah. and honestly, I I feel like the Moana area is a great bridge between the Living Seas and the land. I agree because yeah. it it does absolutely tie into that whole theme of you know educating people about the environment and and you know you know environmental impact and all that. So those two areas, especially, yeah. right? I mean, this, yeah. the seas and and the land. I mean, the living with the land is just an educational attraction, right? And I mean, which the, I love. I, yeah, I like, do too. Oh, yeah. I, like the, the thing is, is that, that that whole area reminds me of, we, we had a science center um, that I mean, we still have a science center in Calgary, but um, uh, when I was a kid, it was, it was like, or they, they've, they actually moved it at one point. So, so the old science center it very much reminded me of like the same kind of things you got at the land, like, like yeah, that yeah. educational or, or like, you know, riding, living with the land. It, I, it just gives me that same vibe and I love it. Like, I don't, I don't want them to take that away because there's no need to, it's, it's perfectly, it's perfectly good the way that it is. And, you know, it just needs some upkeep every once in a while because you know the message is timeless. The, I agree. the everything that they they do in those pavilions is just to teach people about the world, which was the goal. So it's like, why would you change it? I agree. I, listen, I <laughs> yeah. totally agree. I think it fits perfectly, and I I, I don't mind the Moana branding in it. It, it makes sense to me. Um, it, it, I mean, really, if you look at Moana as a movie, the movie is about you know, not destroying the natural environment, right? Like it's, they put like a whole kind of supernatural thing on it, but that's kind of what it's about, right? (laughs) Like, so I don't know. We should skip ahead though, because we like, there's so much to talk about and we're like getting really late here. So, well, okay, um, re- real quick, I just want to say I'm so glad that Walcott's going to be gone the next time that I go. Walcott, yeah. Walcott's yeah. going to be gone. So, December, all the walls Walcott. come down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's going to be exciting. All right. What's next? Test track. Let's talk about test track. Okay. So, yes. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That, that concept art, that car. Like, like I know that's the test track car, but it looks a little different. It, it looks different to me. It looks like something from, yeah. uh, and I'm going to reference an older movie now, uh, Minority Report. You know, like it looks like something, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, right? Yeah. It just looks like something that's like from the future, but like, you know, I don't know. Um, the interesting thing about that concept art to me is not even the car. It's the background. Because the background it, looks like a jungle or, or a, like forest. a forest. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like. Okay, like, so then I had to remember, like, okay, what happened in World of Motion, right? Because World of Motion has been closed for a long time. And so they're saying they're taking uh, inspiration from World of Motion, right? And it's like, okay, well, I don't remember what happened in World of Motion. I know it was not 
the uh you know because that closed in 96 it, right i was it was, was an omni mover ride right like, it I, was. I never even yeah i never even wrote it wrote it as well but i i've seen videos of some like a, a lot there was a lot of omni mover rides back there was the day in epcot yeah so. Yeah. And so like, I mean, and what they did was like, they took you through like the history of transportation, right? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because it's like, okay, so how are we going to do that with Test Track? Like, and maybe they're just looking for inspiration from it, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just interested to see what they're doing. Because honestly, I think most fans would just be okay if you just brought it back to the old version. <laughs> like, you know. Well, I, I mean, my, my wife said, she she's like, I don't want to do the the stupid crash test dummy really oh man i love that whole concept (laughs) and and, but but i said yeah but you gotta you gotta admit the first time you did it it was pretty amazing she's like yeah it was cool (laughs) yeah like if you don't know what's gonna happen and like that that wall just moves the last second right like when you come into the room you're because it was like the joke in the pre in the the, yeah the the pre-ride spiel thing right and you're like ah yeah right they're gonna they're gonna do that to us and when you come around the corner and you're like Oh, this oh, wait, is they're really actually... gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. They can't do that. Wait, yeah. <laughs> they actually yeah. it, they talk about this in the Imagineering story, which I know I reference a lot. But they where they talk about how rides are all about like building anticipation, right? Mm-hmm. And then the fear, right that you that you end up having, and then you make it, you make it through, right? But that's yeah. what thrills are, right? Is that you have the anticipation, and then you have that fear. And then you survive it, and so because of that, it's it's thrilling, right? And and that's that ride's a perfect example of it, right? Because like you said, they tease it in the beginning, and then you get to that point, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's really going to happen. But then you survive it, and it's like that's the thrill of it, right? It's yeah, I just love that whole idea of that. <laughs> so yeah, I, the the more that I'm looking at the the concept art, like you said, it's it's very interesting that there's like a forest in there because yeah, it, it almost it almost feels to me like or it, it reminds me of dinosaur. <laughs> like, you know like, what? It's, it's funny. You said that Trevor, because yeah. I'm almost wondering if they're going to do like a time travel thing, right? Mm. Where, where they're going to take us through the history of transportation and our vehicle is going to be like a time travel vehicle. So right? it'd be like a faster version of spaceship earth. Kind of. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and, but I mean, like you can have the fast stuff in there, right? Because you can do what they do in dinosaur where it's like, Oh, there's dinosaurs around here. Oh, we gotta go really fast and get away from the dinosaur. Okay, yeah, you know, get away. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and then maybe at the end you make it so that it's like, okay, the Into last the part. Future, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So we have to, yeah. you know, gun it to 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 what to uh, miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> steal Back to the Future, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we gotta gun. It's too bad they can't do a Back to the Future. That would be amazing. Oh, that um, would be amazing. Right? How great would that be? Um, yeah. but. But yeah, like I, just looking at this concept art, it almost makes me feel that way because it's like, I mean, they could do that if that's what they're looking to do, like a world of motion thing, because world of motion takes you from, you know, the beginning of transportation to the modern day. Like, okay, you could do that with this. You could make it so that you're in the beginning of the transportation of uh, transportation and you end up in modern day and you could still have it be a thrill ride. There's ways to make that happen. I, I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen now. And and do you know what the nice thing about that is, if if that is the direction they're going, is that that does – it puts it into that space where it has the potential to be a timeless ride. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Right? Like, like Because this this is the hard thing about – like, you know, what we were talking about, like, old Smart test like track, them. new test track and everything, is that they're very um, – you know, they're very kind of stuck in whatever they created at the time. Yeah. And it's not a um, – 
it, it's not presented in a way that it feels like, like spaceship earth. Like, like you said, even though it's had redos and everything spaceship earth is pretty timeless. Like it, it tells the story that it needs to, and it's encapsulated to that story. It doesn't feel like, you know, Oh, this, this looks like a, you know, a 20 year old ride. It feels like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what this was made to do. Right. Yeah. The like only it, dated part of that ride is the end. Right. Like, yeah. We, and, and, but, and even at that, like it's, it's kind of like, you know, the whole showing you your future and everything. It's, it's still, it's still endearing. It doesn't feel yeah, I agree. like it, it doesn't feel out of place, I guess is, is the only way I can describe it. The more that I keep looking at this, I, I okay. So, so I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> I, I'm getting like four different experiences in my head, looking at this picture. Um, is like I said, it reminds me of energy. <laughs> n- no, actually no, but I can see that. Um, yeah. but so it, I, I'm feeling like dinosaur. I'm feeling a little bit of radiator Springs racers okay. from it. Yeah. Because, Cause radiator Springs racers is, is a total, like it's the same type of ride, but totally different feel. And, and I know it's like cars and stuff, but, um, getting that, I'm getting a little bit of actually the land or so like, yeah, you, you know, that. yeah, yeah, like you, you know, kind of like when you, you come around on the, on the farmhouse and stuff like it's and, and then just like um, being in California adventure. I, I don't know why it's weird. I think it's because of the sunlight in the background coming through the trees. It uh, see, I read it's, that now. it's hitting a lot of notes right see, now that I'm talking about the time travel thing. I read that as you time traveling from that point. Like that's where you're coming through the wormhole. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just see it as like a sunset. So yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe it, it that is the, uh, the wormhole that you entry point. Through. Yeah. Because, yeah. and then maybe this, this scene is the, like the prehistoric scene. Yeah. Cause yeah. and actually, yeah, now that I'm looking at it, like the, cause the, the ride, it almost has like a Tron esque look to it now. It does. Yeah. Cause it's got like the blue, the blue light on it. And you can see that like the tracer of it when it comes around the corner. Yeah. 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 All right. We need to keep going here. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. What else do we got? Journey water um, opening uh, October 16th. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We already got that. Okay. So now let's move Country over Bears. to magic kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Country so, bears. I'm actually pretty excited for this. And I, you know, I said this in the discord. I, I, I love country bears um, for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is that it was like kind of low key dirty, <laughs> like you know, especially for Disney. Yeah. Like there was some really adult humor in that thing, um, and I kind of, I kind of thought, always thought that was funny. Um, but I and I told this in the Discord. So the part of the reason I love Country Bears is because it's one of my mom's favorite things. Um, because growing up back in, uh, you know, back when Disney World had first opened. They used to go to Magic Kingdom, and uh, my grandfather loved this ride. Uh, be, I mean, re- loved this show because my grandfather's nickname was Big Al, uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you have Big Al, Big Al. So he just, mm-hmm. I, you know, it just kind of always kind of resonated with him, you know. Um, so you know, kind of what we were talking about before. This to me is the best case scenario, right? Because, like, listen, Disney has to continue making things relevant, right? It, it, and there are certain things they don't have to do that with, like Small World. Peter Pan, they those things are kind of still relevant, right? But like Country Bears is an original IP and I mean most kids don't know what it is, right? Like so you're taking Yeah, cuz it, it never yeah. it never really got outside of the parks. Like there there was made the movie, movie but it was did, yeah. But it again yeah. didn't it didn't hit, right? It didn't hit. No. So to me this is and and what they're doing too is they're they're doing different versions, uh, different genres of country music, but they're singing 
classic Disney songs. Like the one they played in the video was uh, they're going to do Bare Necessities, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's that's a way for them to get it more at least, you know, in front of kids and, and have it make more sense for them. So, you know, as long as they keep the general vibe of the Country Bears and kind of that irreverent sense of humor, I'm all for this, man. Like, I'd much rather have this than them closing it down and putting some some other you know ip in there i i i just love the country bears it's it to me it's quintessential disney it's it's old school disney and and i'm i'm fine with reimagining stuff man like stuff can't stay the, the, the same forever i i think things need to change sometimes you know i agree and you know what the the funny thing is country bear exists in the same sphere as figment if you really think about it no sure because, yeah original park figment, IP. yeah 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 exactly it's it's an original to specifically walt disney world because it it um so i'm um, sorry just to to um to shed some light for for people outside of the discord i posted a picture in there of a um i my parents bought a record of the country bear jamboree in disneyland so so it was a record but on the front it said you know walt disney world country bear jamboree but then the record had the disneyland logo on it and this this was bought back in the 80s which you know looked really weird and and the thing was is you know my experience with country bears was the first time i saw it was in disneyland so before it closed and so i didn't like like you know to your point about you know kids you know identifying with it and everything i had no idea what it was until um until my parents took me there you know we saw the show um, you know, we all had a laugh about it. my parents bought the record and I listened to that record a lot growing up. Like I, I knew all the songs, even though like um, even though I hadn't been to to Walt Disney World to watch it. Um, I remember um, my wife says she doesn't remember actually seeing the show, but I know we did because we went once in uh, it was I believe it was in 2006. We were there with my brother. It was me and my wife and my brother were there and like I remember I was like, yeah, let's go watch this because I like I knew everything about it already. Like I listened to it so much that I kind of already knew the whole show. And and so it's funny that um, but again, that's because it was made a thing back when I was growing up. So, you know, talking yeah. about how they're going to redo it now, this is exactly why is, you know, you get the next generation to, you know, you go watch a show like this, you know, they and, and you know, tying in the old older Disney songs in in a country style into it is is really a smart way to do right. that because, yeah. because it, you know, it brings people in like, if you listen to a lot of those songs in the original, it's like, you know, what is this? I've never, you know, I don't know where this came from, <laughs> yeah. or, right? Like yeah. it, it's very weird and obscure. This makes it a little more mainstream. And then the other thing I thought about too, is, you know, since they're reimagining this, um, you know, we've talked previously about animatronics and how good they've gotten in the last couple of years. Um, there, I don't want to assume that they're going to do this, but there's definitely potential that you will get, you know, whole new animatronics in this attraction. So, and I know it seems like not a big deal, but there is actually a lot of movement in the country bears jamboree. Like there's a lot oh, of, man, stuff I feel like the old school there. animatronics are kind of part of the charm <laughs> to, well, some of them. Yes. But I, I think, I think they, you know, again, it just, it, they can still recreate that to a certain degree, but then they can go even further with it. Right. Yeah, no, because, because, yeah. you know, it's, again, it's, that's just how Imagineering works. So, so, you know, the more I think about it, you know, the, like, like we said earlier, that this is really the best case scenario yeah. because they're going to, they're going to keep it as country bear. So it's still going to be the recognized, you know, 
park IP that we all know, but it's going to have a new flair to it. It's going to have something that, you know, maybe that the younger audience identifies with a little better or that, you know, you know, families can just, you know, um, attach to it better that, you know, when you leave, it's something that you're thinking about versus uh, like, like, I guess the problem with it right now is it's like, you know, even if you went and watched it, it kind of gets forgotten amongst all the other amazing stuff there. Right. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully this brings it back into, um, you know, like I don't mind stopping in there and watching the show, but it's definitely been lower on the priority list and this should hopefully bring it back up. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. Um, All right now. um, Okay. I care about Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, I care about it too. I absolutely care about Hatbox Ghost because it's a huge part of Disney history. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, listen, it's coming late November. We, We don't need to go over the details. They just announced it's coming in late November. So I think I think that's all we need to announce with that, right? <laughs> I will keep riding Haunted Mansion, and I will enjoy it. And if people want to miss out on it, that's your choice. Yep. Pirates of the Caribbean right. theme lounge coming to Adventureland. Uh, Damon talked about this a little bit. Uh, it says the first of its kind experience. So I don't know what that means. Um, I you know the, I've been to lounges before. Uh, what what exactly is going to make it first of its kind? I would like to know. Um, are there going to be pirates walking around? I, that I'm, would be amazing. Uh, yeah. but- <laughs> I, I'm fully expecting that the, 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 um, the concept art from it shows it, you know, it's like the parrot pulling back the, the curtain and you can yeah, see like yeah. the pirates in there, like partying. It, it very much gives like, the, you know, when they were in Tortuga in, in the movie in the first pirates movie, um, like, and it, it, you know, very like rowdy and, and kind of chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it'll be something like that. Like it's, the hard part is, is, you know, that they'll have to keep it family friendly. Of course. Yeah. But, but I think it, what I feel they're going to do is, like you said, it's going to be, you know, something with, you know, pirates, like, like, you know, every, all the cast members and there will be pirates, uh, you know, you know, behaving as such and all that. And I could see it being something, um, something where, you know, kind of like, kind of like going to Trader Sam's, how you get. Um, yeah, that's just kind of just thinking where they're part of the show, you know, like yeah. the servers and the bartenders. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like in Trader Sam's, you know, when people like order certain things, you get like, a, you know, you know, you, you get different experiences going off in the space. Right. So it, yeah. I, I'm imagining it as something where, you, you know, you're fully immersing yourself in the concept of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I which, agree. yeah, you know, you know, like. The, to that point, you know, we haven't really had anything like that in the park. Yeah, and and also they they teased the, the return of the uh, what is it, the Barker Bird? Uh, the, that's in the concept art. So used yes. to be outside yeah, the attraction. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So this should be cool. All right. Should be interesting. All right, let's talk about a couple okay. other things quickly here. We're like way out of time. So Ahsoka is going to be <laughs> in Star Tours. Okay, cool, great. <laughs> that that was probably the least exciting thing I saw because it's like yeah. Star Tours is kind of like okay like all right so it'll be like a scene with Ahsoka or something yeah great uh, great okay. yeah uh, um, I think you know one of the more interesting things here you know they've been talking about this e ticket attraction that's going to be at um, uh, the Marvel uh, Land I, I'm just going to call it Marvel Land uh, and, <laughs> um, that's a California adventure right or is that it no that's at Disneyland isn't it. No, it's in California Adventure. It is. I was right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Avengers Campus is in California Adventure. Yes. So Avengers Campus. That's the word I was looking for, right? So they've been talking about this e-ticket attraction. I mean, I feel like I haven't heard anything in a long time. Uh, but so basically, they're giving us a first look at what they're calling a new world jumping vehicle. 
that's going to be at this attraction. And listen, the concept art looks extraordinarily cool, right? Um, they're saying it's a ride vehicle featuring a design that combines elements of Tony Stark's time suits with Zandarian jump points and Wakandan technology. Interestingly, Trevor, I when I first saw this, I'm like, okay, this is probably going to be a trackless ride. But now I'm thinking about it. Like, you can't really do the jump point thing with a trackless ride, right? Like, it just wouldn't I work. I mean, the, 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 the thing that I keep going back to is the Guardians ride. In that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be a roller coaster. Like, that's what I'm kind of feeling, right? Yeah. Um, or something yeah, it, totally I mean, new that we've never seen before. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, but, but I wonder, cause yeah, you know, the Zandarian jump points, I, I feel like that's them, you know, like how they did it in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be the same kind of thing they did there. <laughs> Maybe they'll finally but, use that patent yeah. that we talked about like years ago where they have like a, uh, yeah. where they have like a ride vehicle that hangs from the ceiling and can like swing back and forth and like, it, the, like it's on a track up from the seat. Like, wouldn't that be cool if they finally did that? Cause they talked about using that for like a Spider-Man ride where you're like, you know, going through right. the city, but like, I feel yeah, like I you could use that. that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they could use yeah, that in the, this case. Right. The hard part about this is like you said, you know, looking at the, uh, looking at the concept art, it, it literally looks like a spaceship flying through a wormhole, which is like, okay, what, like, so the the ride will look like that, but what are we actually riding? <laughs> what are we riding? Yeah, like they they yeah. didn't tell us that. So <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, we're gonna find out more about that. I think uh, you know I mentioned this right. So they they just teased a little bit about you know they they didn't talk interestingly right. So like last D twenty three they talked about the beyond Big Thunder Mountain thing right, but they didn't show us anything about that this time right. They they just kind of talked about it. And they mm-hmm. said that it's going to be similar in scale to things like Galaxy's Edge and Pandora, but it, they said it also it's going to be the biggest expansion of Magic Kingdom ever, which is you know exciting. Um, but we don't really know anything about it. But according to like when Bruce came in, he kind of was like, "This was my first thing that I worked on when I got here." So that to me tells me he came in and was like, "We need to start over," right? Like like I was talking about well, and yeah, and if if it was the first thing, that means that it was it's definitely big. Yeah, it's like what, yeah, whatever going to be big. Yeah, whatever this is, and yeah, you know, he he said it. It's it's going to be bigger. Uh, it's going to be on the same scale as Galaxy's Edge. So we're getting a new land of some yeah. sort. Um, the hard part is, is it, like like I said, the, this is what I said earlier. Is that they're announcing this now? We're not going to see it for five years, at least. Yeah, at least. So yeah, uh, it, it's hard to visualize what that means. And I'm also kind of glad they didn't. They didn't hint anything else about it because um, I would rather I would rather be oblivious and just, you know, going to Disney World is like, you know, yeah, you know, you know, n- same old, same old, you know, which is not a bad thing. Like, you know, going for the rides that I know and love. And then in in a couple of years, all of a sudden being like, oh, you know, there's this whole new land opening up. Yeah. Like I would. I would rather that and and kind of go in there, but but I guess this also speaks to me, like like you know me that you know I don't like spoilers in general. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so you know I I kind of want to be hit in the face with whatever it is. Like I I don't think it's a bad thing that they're not like they're not showing their whole hand immediately because um there's enough to think about before then like like all these other things that we've talked about um. I'm looking forward to experiencing these things when I go in February because because most of them will be 
most of them will be available by the time I'm there in February, which for like, for me personally, there is, I'm there for the experiences. I'm there for more than just the rides. Agreed. And that's not to say that, you know, you know, I think Damon is all about the rides and, and I know that like, like, and that's fine, but I, I just want to be there. (laughs) I want to be there for the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I agree. So let's, let's, let's just jump ahead really quickly here. So we'll cover these two things quick because I want to give us some time to talk about what's going on at Dinoland. So, uh, Zootopia is going to take over Tree of Life Theater, uh, and get rid of Bugs Life with, which I think is a good change. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bugs Life terrifies children, uh, generally and and my son and my wife. Um, so (laughs) this means I actually will get to go and do this, uh, experience now, uh, once they get to do, once they finish this off. And truthfully, if you think about it, I think, you know, the current effects that they have, you can really still kind of use, like, even like the little thing where there's like, you know, bugs crawling underneath your, under your seat, like they could still do that they could do like, Maybe like the hamsters or something yeah because yeah it's like because they had that in honey i shrunk the audience where it was like the rats running through yeah. the through the audience right yeah yeah I, I think it's long over i liked utopia a lot i i thought it was a good movie and I, I think it's long overdue to to have a bigger presence in the park so i you know i like this i, I think it's a good change and then uh soren over california is going to return to epcot for a limited time for disney 100 starting september 22nd which you know, again, I love the original version, uh, but I, I like the new version too. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I would, I, mean, I would definitely where you can get it. Yes, yeah. yeah, I, I would agree. say. Yeah, I agree with you. I know everybody makes jokes about the messed up uh, Eiffel Tower, but, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I do like the original too, and I would be excited to go on this if I if I happened to be you're, in the parks while it was still going. You're gonna on, get so. that orange smell. Ah, oh, the orange smell. <laughs> there's nothing better than the orange smell my friend it's nothing so better yeah. nothing better so i think the big thing we'll we'll end on here is uh because we're almost at two hours so um the big thing this we want to be a long <laughs> yeah we yeah we knew it was gonna be a long one so um disney Walt disney imagineering is now planning to reimagine Dinoland usa at uh animal kingdom into a new land inspired by a region referred to as the tropical americas so um essentially it's interesting, right? So, and I think this is also part of why they didn't share the plans for the Beyond Big Thunder Mountain thing, because originally in those plans was Encanto. Now Encanto has moved its way over to Animal Kingdom, which makes me think that Encanto has been removed from the Magic Kingdom plans. But why I, I'm actually way more okay with this replacing Dino Land than I was with the Moana Zootopia one, which felt more forced. This doesn't feel as forced yeah. to me. And... No. and and the no, reason it doesn't was, at all. It doesn't, right? Because like if you look at Animal Kingdom as a park, they they have lands that represent countries, right? Or continents, right? Mm-hmm. So they have Africa, they have Asia, right? So now they're gonna do like this tropical, like South America one, right? Which if you look at the concept art, they made they did kind of what they do in Asia and Africa, right? Where they make these really unique, like authentic places to the areas. Right, like they're making a place that that looks like South America with the architecture yeah, right. representative the, of that region. Yeah, yeah. and so. then they're yeah. infusing some IP into it, right? And yeah. I'm okay with that because I why I love Animal Kingdom is because when you walk through that Africa section, you feel like you could actually be in a in Africa, right? Like the the 
authenticity of those lands are incredible. The details are incredible. So if they do the same thing in this area, this is like the Moana thing and the Zootopia thing. Sure, you could make it kind of fit because there's the ocean and then there's zoo animals. Okay, fine. This to me is like they're building another continent or another country and then they're putting some of the IP that fits within that. And, you know, the interesting thing I, I, I think about this, right? So they talked about Indiana Jones. They didn't say what they were going to do with Indiana Jones, but they said they were going to put Indiana Jones in there. But on the uh, WDW Magic did a, it did a GIF, right, of, of going back and forth between an overhead view. It overlaid an overhead of view. Di- Land versus of, this concept art. Versus yeah. concept art, right? And it is very clear when you look at that, that the entrance for dinosaur changes into an ancient temple, right? Which to mm-hmm. me, like, it's very clear, right? So to me, dinosaur is numbered. Its days are numbered, right? Like, it's, that's going to turn, to me, it's going to turn into Indiana Jones. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to copy the version from Disneyland or if they're going to build something new and like just make an Indiana Jones theme to tell a new story, which I think would be ideal. Uh, I would love if they did something new there. Um, but I, to me, if you look at that concept art, it is very clear that that's going to become Indiana Jones. It, I mean, I, I guess go look up the entrance to temple of the forbidden eye. Yeah. It, it's, it's that. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's literally that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so to me, it's like, like in my head, I go, okay, yeah, they're gonna, they're going to replace dinosaur with Indiana Jones. And again, this is all, so we're all saying this, keep in mind, purely speculation, but, um, educated, just, <laughs> ju- yeah, just, do, just doing a one-to-one replacement with Indiana Jones. Um, that is definitely the easy route. It's an easy redo of the ride because they already have all the pre-existing stuff in Disneyland. It's very easy to do a copy paste there. And the, the bonus of doing that is that um, it, it's, you know, to people in Florida or, you know, people going to Disney world may not have experienced the one in Disneyland, which is a very different experience from dinosaur. Like, like the thing about dinosaurs, it's very closed in and, it's in the and dark, completely. Yeah. Completely. Well, yeah. well, so, so is Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is in the dark too, but it, there's a lot more wide open spaces yes. and it does, it does have a lot more impressive feel to it. The hard part I think for some people will be getting over that. Well, it's just the same ride. Yes. I mean, it, 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 it makes sense to me that they wouldn't go and completely nuke the track for no reason. Like, yeah, it, cause if the they were going to, yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if they were going to, if they were going to do this, like keep the ride the same because the, you know, that that's half of the, it makes it easier for them to get this out quicker is what the reality is, is that, you know, if they're redoing this entire land, it's one less attraction that they technically have to worry about because they don't have to build it all from scratch. Right. And they'll change so, all the bumps and everything, right? Like you won't get the same like bumps. They'll change it. Oh, it any, so, so, so the, the, the funny thing about Indiana Jones is that when you ride it, like I, it does not feel the same, even though I know it's the same track as dinosaur dinosaur feels different. Okay. Like I, yeah. I, I cannot, I mean, I guess I've never sat and watched like two videos side by side, but when I ride them, I can't be like, oh, this is, you know, I know where this turn is in, in indie, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. So well, I think it'll be it, different enough yeah. that people will appreciate it. Well, the other part of it though, too, yeah. Trevor is like, I won't take my daughter on dinosaur because I feel like she'll have nightmares for the rest of her life. Right. Well, but I, would, I mean, indie would, 
<laughs> I, I don't think Indy would be as bad. I've watched videos of Indy. It doesn't feel as scary as, you know, a giant dinosaur I, coming at your face. I don't know. There, there's a lot more stuff to. Well, there's, uh, the, yeah, there's the boulder. I know there's yeah. like, I've watched the videos but, of it, you know, but like, it doesn't feel like, I don't know. There's something about dinosaurs, about the animals that would, I feel like disturb my yeah, okay. daughter forever. And my sister won't do dinosaur either. Cause it scares her. So, <laughs> so, so to, to be fair, the, the first time I took my son on Indy when he was tall enough to get on there, um, he was he was young enough that he said something to the effect of he he thought that the back of our Jeep got crushed by the boulder. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. OK, well, it's fair. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> we, um, we should also mention, though, too. Right. So it's not yeah. just Indy. Right. So they also have the Casita from Encanto. Casita right? Madrigal. Yeah. Which it, so I, I thought of something. Um I was thinking about what Damon said earlier about how it doesn't fit in Animal Kingdom or how does that fit in Animal Kingdom? I mean, you you have the casita. You could do a petting zoo with Antonio's room. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, like cause in Antonio's like, you know, is there animals in it? Absolutely, because Antonio's whole thing is talking to animals, right? Yeah. And then sure. so like I, I mean, yeah, it, it it's it's not that hard to put it in there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I So the thing I took away from the concept art, and I said this in the Discord, right? If you look at where they put the casita and you look at the where it is, right? It's basically where um, Primeval World was, right? Yeah. And because of that, that area backs up to a backstage area, right? So to me, and if you look at the concept art too, tons of tall trees around the casita, right? So for yeah. me, that tells me uh, some sort of ride where they're going to build a large show building in the, in the backstage area. Um, and it's going to be some sort of big attraction uh, with Encanto. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because typically tall trees in Disney means hiding show buildings, right? Like that's that's what they do. <laughs> Except at Epcot where they don't seem to care. But everywhere else, they try to hide show buildings with tall trees. You can't get you can't get trees tall enough to hide guardians. <laughs> there's there's nothing that could hide guardians ever in the history of man. So, but, um, but yeah, you, you're right though about the casita. Yeah, that where it's positioned very much, there is potential there for for very large space. But again, you know that it doesn't even have to be that big of a space. It, you know, doesn't. it's just you know that there is something to be said. Like like looking at this concept art, giving that feel of you know like walking into the movie. And walking up to these set pieces, that is as much important as the rides. Like, like not not everyone necessarily feels that way about it, but I've been to Radiator Springs, and there's nothing like walking into Radiator Springs. For anyone that that has walked in there, you know what I'm talking about. I I feel like you know Disney, and you know again back to what you were saying earlier about you know with Imagineering and all that. They're not just looking at pumping out the next ride or, you know, getting the next thing going like these are going to be these are going to be experiences. It's going to be like like you want it to be something like like for you, Tom, you want to walk in there with your daughter. Yeah. And you want her to feel like she's in Encanto. Absolutely. So, I mean, I I don't see why they wouldn't do this. Like, like well, yeah, it, it I, looks fantastic. It looks it looks like somewhere I want to be. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the concept art is incredible. And it's not it's that this is why I like it. Right. Because if you look at it and listen, we don't have details. Right. But like, it doesn't really look like the Encanto movie. 
right? Like it, it looks like a place you'd see in South America. It, 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 that's what it looks like. And it just happens to have that casita there, right? Like it's, it's got kind of that theme to it. They're not trying to build the town where Encanto takes place there. Right. There it was, feels like the front courtyard where Encanto takes place. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. It's, it's kind of like sectioned off. Like it's, it's just that piece of it. But I feel like just walking into that would be impressive. No, I agree. And like with the, with the mount, like, cause they, they also have like the mountain in the background too. They right? do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So Again, yeah, no hiding, hiding yeah, stuff, <laughs> hiding, hiding show buildings. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, I mean like to me, this is, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I tend to think like my I, I said this theory on on uh, on the Discord. I I think that they are going to build a trackless uh, ride that takes you th- on a tour through the magical house because if you remember from the the rooms, the rooms, uh, you know, they they mm-hmm. don't uh, the laws of physics do not apply to the magical uh, casita, right? So, yeah. um, so you can go really deep into these rooms and and you can make these. Bruno's uh, room, Isabella's room, Anto- I, Antonio's rooms are all in the movie, and then, I mean, you, you don't even see Luisa's room. No. I mean, I, I'm sure they can come up with that. And and look, it, yeah. if you look at the concept art, there's a path that goes up to the house. I, you know, like you can see almost where they'd have a queue on the outside here, you know, like up to the house. And, then, you know, maybe you enter through the house and that's when you get on the on the on the ride, you know, wherever that might be. And it also kind of looks like there's this gazebo here that maybe has like a carousel or something in it. I don't know. Yeah, but, I, I noticed that because, I, I, I mean, that would kind of replace the Triceratops spin. Yeah. Although Triceratops, or no, I guess that's kind of where it is. Yeah, yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah. Generally, yeah, yeah, it's like right in front there. Um. So yeah, I listen. I this this concept art looks fantastic, and I, I I truly believe that this is why they didn't talk about the Beyond Big Thunder thing because you know this, this is, is the like next thing first. yeah they like they, they moved yeah. they moved a lot of the concept for you know Encanto over here. So now what are they going to put in Magic Kingdom? They're not still going to do Encanto at Magic Kingdom, you know. Yeah. So which which it's um yeah, you know, cuz cuz like they said in the announcement how they they kind of like reset on stuff. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I feel like this it's a priority thing. And again, I I I'm just more, the more that we're talking about this and I know we're we're at time here we're but way over, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I feel like, you know, that they they assessed, you know, Dinoland and Beyond Big Thunder. And the thing about Dinoland is that it it's a lot it's a lot less work to get it to the place where they want it. Sure. Because, yeah. because, you know, part of it's really shut down, like, you know, you know, uh, Dino world's shut down. Um, they've already got the track in place for indie at this point. And so that's a lot easier for them to do quickly or, you know, quickly reimagine that. And it gives them time for the bigger projects. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think I tend to think that this Animal Kingdom redo is uh, probably a bigger priority than the Magic Kingdom one. Just just my guess because there's they just got so much dead space in here. Like I yeah. can't tell you how sad it was to go to Dino Land the last time and just see just a whole big empty parking lot basically in it, <laughs> like where, yeah, where Primeval World used to be. It's just kind of sad. Yeah, you're right. It, it. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, Animal Kingdom is it has. It has some good stuff, but it's like once you kind of get past the good stuff, it's like you turn the corner and like you said, like, like even, you know, I remember getting off Everest the last time we were there and it was like, yeah, we did Everest and we went, we actually cut through Dino Land and it was kind of a like, oh, well, anyway, like, like, like <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't even really want to look at it because 
yeah, it's it's not in good shape right now. <laughs> no, I, I and you know, yeah. listen, I think Animal Kingdom could also new, use some new attractions as well. You know, like I, I think that would be. I mean, last thing they did basically was Avatar, right? So I mean, they we and, and like it's not that old, but I think they could freshen things up a little bit. You know, here's something to think about too that um, da- Damon did touch on this earlier that um, you know Animal Kingdom, although a lot of its focus is on animals. Um, it's not just a park about animals because so I almost wonder if they, if there's something else they should call it besides animal kingdom. Yeah. Just, just kind of a bit of an aside because of, you know, stuff like this that they're doing, like, yeah, they're, they're representing, you know, different, um, you know, areas in the world and stuff. But, um, I mean, it's not a zoo either. Like we know that, you know, it definitely has, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it definitely has, you know, you know, a lot of stuff that a zoo would have, but the focus is not entirely on animals. No, so it's on conservation. It's on our relationship with the, the earth. It's on, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of that stuff there. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting themes there, but. Yeah. But, but just like this, ra- the, this last announcement, um, just makes me think about if there's a better name for Animal Kingdom, but I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would be either. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave that there. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's wrap it up on that. We went for a right. whole two hours, which I don't think we've done in yeah. a long time. So, which, yeah, but you know, we don't get D twenty three every weekend. Either, that's so. that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So, all right. Um, so, or anything else before I start to wrap up? <laughs> nah, let's let's wrap okay. this thing up. Let's let's uh, we're we're yeah we're way over time. Yeah, we're good. All right. <laughs> So as usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. You can send us questions there like uh, like one of our listeners did earlier. And, um, you know, we, we do love hearing from you guys. So, you know, that's always a great place to get ahead of, get a hold of us. Um, if you want to talk to us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. You can find us on YouTube as Welcome Home Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram as Welcome Home Picks. Uh, on Facebook, we do have the Welcome Home Disney Waitlist, which is a great group that, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we talked about here, you, you'll you see people talking about it in the Facebook group. If you wanted to join the group and see what the conversation is, uh, I, I highly recommend it. It's also, um, we have a lot of really good experts in that group and people that will share their own experiences. So if you're doing any kind of Disney planning for yourself, um, you, you kind of owe it to yourself to come and check out our group. So, you know, just, just do that. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to uh, store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out our different uh, merchandise that we have there. Um, speaking of the store, I don't know if we have the, uh, we have some new shirts coming or just so or people are aware, but I don't know if they're ready yet. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, gave, I thought Damon was putting them up, but I, I don't know if he did or not. So, yeah. So, so there, there will be, um, there will be a golden button shirt available. So, um, keep, keep an eye out for that. And we are also, um, we're going to have some new stuff coming beyond that as well that, uh, we'll, we'll maybe do some teasers for here in the next little while when we get closer to that. But, um, even if, uh, or even before that, you know, if you want a t-shirt for your next trip or, or stuff like that, you know, you know, please, please check out the store because, you know, anything you buy in the store, it just goes towards helping us continue to run the show as we have been. 
Um, in that same vein, if, uh, if you prefer Patreon as a means to support, uh, content creators, you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod, check out our different levels of support on Patreon. They all come with exclusive merchandise that you can only get through Patreon. And it also gets you access to the discord server, which as we talked about, we have lots of great discussions on there about things like D23 and, and again, more, more people that, uh, love sharing stuff and, and, you know, we just, we just all uh, love talking about Disney. So uh, check that yeah. out if, uh, if it's something you want to do. So, um, and beyond that, if you are on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a five-star review to help other people find the podcast. It's, it is very important because of the way things work and we, we don't show up in searches as easily if people aren't giving us those reviews. So, you know, if, if you like the show enough, you know, give us a review on iTunes. If, uh, you want you can write us a review which people um people do from time to time and we do read them out on the show so um you know we do always appreciate that i don't think i read this one this is from a few months ago but it says new favorite podcast five stars i enjoy listening to these guys talk about disney they are very knowledgeable and fun to listen to so thank you <laughs> yes thank you very much yeah uh, right. So anyway, uh, you know, another important thing you can do and something that would really help us out is to subscribe to the podcast. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so uh, you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, YouTube Music, YouTube. You can find us pretty much everywhere. Uh, just search for Welcome Home and you'll find us and, uh, you know, you can listen to us there. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So, uh, you know, please consult a DVC representative or, you know, Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to our sponsor of this episode, DVC Rental Store, uh, for sponsoring this episode. And also, you know, World of DVC for being uh, continuous supporters of this show. Uh, we really appreciate them so please go check them out for all your dvc needs uh join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert awol the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a chair how she can cuddle is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Mm-hmm.